We are back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are in the mansion with the Christmas tree 42 feet high. And you see the topper on the tree, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast mesh hat that we took. can barely see it. It's so high up. It's very high up there. (laughs) We need magnifiers. Uh, It is the holiday season as we welcome CM Funk back to the mansion. CM Funk, I see you eyeing that T-top. T-top. Tree topper. Easy for you to say. It Uh, was. Yeah, I'm just, I'm worried about this 42-foot tree falling over on me. I'm sitting pretty uh, close to it. (laughs) It is, uh, it's tied to the wall. It's got, like, the hurricane straps on the wall, so it's not going anywhere. No, not those Ikea straps. No, no, no. no. Okay, good. No, there's no Ikea in this mansion. Okay. Actually, there is, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) That's that's in the other room that Chris Burns is probably still stuck in. By the way, Merry Christmas to Chris Burns. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Big Ugly, 75 Five episodes. Man, How about it, man? Man, I'm loving it, man. Three and a half years. Yep. Uh, this this past week, I was doing some traveling back and forth. I was listening to some of our classic episodes with uh, Jason Drake and Apollo Cruz. The he puts the Z in Cruz. And uh, Brian S. Gamble and Matt Temby and all kinds of stuff. We, we've had some fun, haven't we? We have, man. And I think we uh, talked about getting Matt back on the show. I actually forgot <laughs> to reach out to Matt. That's all right. Because we do it every about six months now with Matt. Yeah. Matt, we haven't forgotten about you. It's just the holiday season. We know you're busy, too. But uh, let, let's shoot for having Matt Temby as our first guest in 2020. How be it? How be oh, it? man. That's always good. That's always good. Big show for 2020. Well. Yeah. Speaking of the big show, let's go on a tangent right now. Let's. Uh, we are sponsored today by Honeycomb and Golden Crisp of Cereals. Because if you look at the back of the box, it's the big show, as we just talked about, and the man, Becky Lynch. So you can get a free three-month trial of the WWE Network wow. when you buy three boxes of Golden Crisp and or Honeycomb cereal. Now, now check this out. These are about $3 and change a box, right? Right. The WWE Network is about $9.99 a month, right? I would say it definitely is $9.99. I... I I don't see where the savings comes. I mean, you, you get could. A thirty. You get thirty days free though with the WWE. Uh, yeah, they risk. Yeah, you so, get thirty so re- days. In reality, if you like, you know, not that I would suggest this to anybody, but if you cancel your subscription after that first month and then <laughs> wait a month and then re-sign up, you get like three months for free too, if you want, or we, all of it for free. If you there want. you go. And if you buy the cereal too, I mean, and you get cereal, and and we've got cereal here on the uh, on the. Uh, Table here, and we've also got uh, what is it, tasty cake mini donuts? Fantastic. We've also got vitamin water, I believe. Of course, Deer Park, and we've got double cola from Cracker Barrel. Double, co- I, I gotta take a drink. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> Holy crap, that's got some that's thick. What's Cracker Barrel you go to? Swiggle water for the working man. This Cracker Barrel was, um, in. Shrewsbury, uh, ah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's the one I go to. Exit yeah. four. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. On the way to and from the Trans Siberian Orchestra yesterday in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Ooh, and that's a fantastic show. Got to put them over. TSO, go check them out. Beautiful music, beautiful sound show. Awesome. TSO for life. For <laughs> life. Speaking of for life, uh, right, wait a minute. We're gonna get to New Japan. Oh, no, no, hey, take. Hey, segue where you need to segue. We're gonna segue with this tangent. The two. 
First inductees to the WWE Hall of Fame 2020 have been announced, Big Ugly. He yep. said for life, the NWO, the original members, Hulk Hogan, so that makes him a two-time Hall of Famer. Kevin Nash, that makes him a two-time Hall of Famer. Two-time. Scott Hall, that makes him a two-time Hall of Famer. Two-time. And X-Pac, that makes him a two-time group Hall of Famer because he went in with DX and now he's going in with NWO. So, I, I think I'm confused about this. Go ahead. <laughs> Why is X-Pac being involved in this? Why is it not just the original three members? Am I missing something? I felt like X-Pac came in around the time that they just started inducting a bunch of random people. Well, he was sixth. He came right. in right after DiBiase and... I couldn't tell you who number five was at this point. I, I don't remember. DiBiase was the mouthpiece for somebody. But then six, that's why XX yeah. came in, and he came in sixth. Yeah. I think because he was like a big name, like because he had jumped from WWE to yeah. WCW, you right. know, so he was kind of part of that whole, and he's part of the click. You know? Yeah, he yeah. is part of the click. I don't know, man. To me, it just does. To me, it's like, and I didn't even realize that's where his name came from, six. I didn't realize it was because mm-hmm. he was six man in NWO. I yep. remember his name being six yeah. during that time period, but... I just feel like at that point you're crapping on the like DBI like DBI was in NWO before X Pot. Right. Why does X Pot get to be included? And I feel like if you're going to go this route, either one you just induct the original three members, or you induct the entirety of the NWO. (laughs) That's what somebody said. Actually, CM Punk said that on WWE backstage. He said he wants to see all of them down to uh, Vincent and uh, Buff Buff Bagwell, Bagwell. Scott Steiner, all those guys. That would make Stevie Ray a two-time. It really would be. be I didn't even think he'd get in once. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I I feel like, I mean, I, I really just don't. That could be a spot at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony where it's just the original three and then they, you know, or four, and then they, all of them that are still around invade. So what do you think? I mean, should X-Pac, I think the X-Pac should just be inducted in the Hall of Fame. On his own? Why not? I mean, the one, two, three kid, X-Pac, I mean... Coco Beware's in the Hall of Fame, so (laughs) X-Pac had a better career than uh, Coco Beware. And X-Pac got himself clean, and he made a big impact when he came in, and he did jump both shows and was was a main eventer on both shows. On both shows, and he was in two of the biggest groups of all time. You know, it's like, I mean, I think that X-Pac had, you know, a heck of a career. I think think he had a Hall of Fame career. I think so. I agree. And, uh, well, he's in twice now the third time. Would be uh, by himself, I guess. I don't think he was with any other factions. The, the Lightning Kid. Oh. Or one, two, three kid. <laughs> That's or, right. Or Sean Walterman. Sean Walterman. So, um, we've got that. And well, uh, I, Can I just... I just want to tag on for the yeah, NWO thing. You were talking about who should be... Actually, I agree. I think it should just be the original three. Yeah. If there was going to be any other member, though, of the NWO faction, to me, it needs to be Eric Bischoff. Amen. He should, because he was really the architect of the whole thing to start with as the creative mind of it. Right. So... You know, but I don't know what the feelings are with Eric Bischoff after his, you know, departure from WWE this past year. Little kerfuffle. Just my little. Perhaps he could come back to induct them. Uh, you that, know? that could be. Maybe. Maybe. So, we've got that, but we've also got another Hall of Fame inductee, Big Ugly, the Animal. Batista, your man. Your man. How you feel about that? Man, I'm, I'm excited. This happened really quickly since he just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just literally had his last match. He uh, did. And WrestleMania. So, uh, But I'm not shocked. I mean, I, I think we've had a, he's had a Hall of Fame uh, uh, yeah. career as well. Um, 
I didn't realize that like so many people actually enjoy his theme music. Did you guys see like the behind the scenes of like Xavier Woods going crazy? No. Backstage. No. Yeah. Gotta look at that. Like when he comes out at WrestleMania, it's like footage of Xavier Woods like going crazy. Marking out. Yeah. To his theme music. (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm not a Batista fan and I marked out that. I enjoyed it when when his music hit. I mean, you know, he did that entrance twice actually at WrestleMania (laughs) because there was a little bit of a screw up. But, uh, you know, that was good. No, I mean, and he got the whole pyro and, and, and the limousine service and everything so and and he's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood at at that point in that juncture so yeah absolutely induct him has The Rock been inducted yet no I I didn't think so is that just something that they're saving I mean they're they're doing it in Tampa Bay they're in Florida it can't be now it can't be this year I gotta think those two are the main eventers NWO and Batista yeah, I mean, there's still time to for Rock to oh, because I mean NWO and Batista aren't named as the headliners. True. And, well, they're not yet. Yeah. And so uh, the Rock, if I'm not mistaken, he he officially retired this year too. Yeah, like, yes, he, he did. finally came out and said like he quietly retired. So there's still time. I'm pretty sure one of the big things is going to be making sure that the Rock can show up. You know what I'm saying? Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a bigger yeah. schedule than everybody else. And, yeah, I think they're going to wait till they're either back in Miami or if they're out in L.A. or something like that because that would make the most sense because those are the two towns that are now most yeah. associated with The Rock. And that's usually what they try to do is keep some homegrown or True. You know, name in the area. But Well, Batista's from D.C., NWO people. Well, Hogan is Hogan's Tampa Bay. Tampa, so, so that's you know, why, yeah. I got to think that if they're not the main eventers or haven't been decided as of yet, they got to be up there like in the top tier for this right, Hall yeah. of Fame. But that's pretty. That's pretty early. They didn't announce anybody for the Hall of Fame until like weeks after the Royal Rumble last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess because they actually had some big names. Yeah, there, you know, like last year was a bit of a stretch to to get the, you know, by throwing DX in there. I mean, that was easy, but yeah, the rest of it was tough. So um, that's uh, that's some of the tangents that we're going off on. Episode seventy five. So speaking of Batista, I've always got one more thing to throw. You in. do. Go ahead. Speaking of Batista, I don't know if anybody. Uh, uh, watches um, or is familiar with Bear Grylls, Man vs. Uh, Wild. Oh, yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear Grylls. Okay. Yeah, he, he does a show running with Bear Grylls, and he takes a celebrity out with him. And this uh, past this episode this past week uh, was with uh, Batista. Oh, oh bro. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's okay. pretty pretty good pretty good episode, man. Uh, Batista, check that out. Batista's a pretty, uh, pretty nice, chill dude. Like, I got to say, I, I didn't realize yeah. it, but... Just watching them on that. On demand. Yeah. Check I it watch out. some of them like documentaries that WWE's done, like Twenty Four and stuff. And yeah. he seems like a cool guy. Like he seems like a guy you would hang out with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's he's pretty chill. Yeah. yeah. And it's great that he's going to Hall of Fame. Good for him. Well, he's one of us. He's a Maryland guy. So, he is. You know, that's what it is. He's from the way. Right. Right. Atlantic. Definitely yeah. from the way. Um, and we did talk about because they just announced this uh, WWE Elimination Chamber will be in Philadelphia this year on Sunday, March the eighth. CM Funk and myself are going. I'm working on getting a big ugly in there so we can take another DUW road trip. And Jam and Jason, shout out to you. He's hanging out with the family at the holiday season. And we want to get you in on that bus ride too, brother. It's not going to be a bus. It's going to be like a, a party van. Party van. You know, that's what we're going to do. Take the party van to Philly. But we got to get cheesesteaks first. Got to get cheesesteaks first. Got to do cheesesteaks. Where are we doing it this time? Last time we did John's Roast Pork. Yeah, we'll have to figure out a new uh, new, new hot spot of uh, cheesesteaks. It's the hot spot. I just did um, Pat's and Gino's the last time I went out there. Both double fisting. Got a double fist. Yeah. Not the whole cheesesteak, just half. (laughs) They're right next to each other. How can you not double fist? They are. They are. You you down for cheesesteaks, Big Ugly? Of course. I I didn't didn't think you'd say no to that. And Jam and Jason, I'm sure, would be too. All right. 
So, during this episode, we're going to talk about Survivor Series. We're going to talk about War Games. We're going to talk about TLC. And we are going to do 2019 in review. We're going to go through SoundCloud. We're going to check out... You know, some of the, uh, the interviews that we've had and some of the episodes that we've had earlier this year, including our road trip to WrestleMania, your first ever WrestleMania, Big Ugly. Yeah, man. Um, Loved it. We had a great time, and uh, it, was, it was fun. We watched the Hall of Fame there uh, in the Hilton Suites or uh, whatever that hotel was. can't remember the name. But it was good. It was sweets. It was is, all about sweets. Is WrestleMania still going on? Yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> just curious. Um, they did, and, and all the 24 and everything that you just talked about, Big Ugly, they talked about, oh, we got a specific time constraint for WrestleMania. I don't think they did. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they started it was, at like 5. It was, it was called 2019. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, <laughs> and it ended until 31 o'clock. Like, what kind of time constraint do you have for 15 main event matches? You just can't do it. Um, but anyway. And it was a good show. It was just too, too long. It was man. good. It just... Yeah. Uh, way too long. We, we were like we were like Batista in a match. We were blown up pretty. Oh man, yeah. he was. Yeah. He did get his uh, nose ring ripped out though. That was a pretty interesting spot. And we did see the Doctor of Thugonomics too. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was interesting. Word life. Word life. Um, and we'll get to that. We're also going to talk about um, possibly the foray back into EWA Pro Wrestling. There's always MCW Pro Wrestling, and there's always ACW Pro Wrestling. And Ring of Honor just had their final battle last night in the UMBC Event Center. All kinds of stuff going on. Um, and we'll talk about Star Wars, I'm sure, because that comes out soon. Yeah, man. We were talking about that a little bit offline. We yeah, were everybody. a little bit offline. Maybe a little Mandalorian, a little Disney Plus, a little uh, little, little Baby Yoda fever heading out in the world that's all going on right now. Baby Yoda, what's that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you might even know about I would that. I say even the king of non-social media knows about yeah. Baby Yoda. Hashtag, so, uh, non-hashtag. Yeah, I love the Baby Yoda. Is it actually means. named Baby Yoda? What? Nah, it's the it, child. Yeah, oh, the child. child. Okay, I was about to say. Because yeah. I haven't gotten the full, I haven't gotten into Disney Plus yet, so I need to... I think I need to jump on that. Oh, you need, you do, oh, yeah, you man. Need I need to. Get, Netflix. I would say, I you, and you can get the bundle with Hulu Plus and uh, ESPN Plus. Yeah, so. Hulu Plus. Or that no, means so seventy five percent of the show, as opposed <laughs> yeah. to fifty. <laughs> yeah. No, trust me, it's still fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hulu Plus, and yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that offline because I you need to promote me because I need to do that. Yeah. I need to get that. In. You know what? Hulu does no longer carries. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember if I said this last time. They don't carry uh, SmackDown anymore. You so, did mention yeah. that. So that's all 100% Fox. Right. Just no Hulu at all. But they, they still carry Raw? Yes. So you still get 90 minutes of a three-hour show Yeah, and they still got NXT. NXT's good, yeah. which is also doing very well. Oh, man. Uh, New Japan. New Japan. Let, let's get to it. But by the way, Leo Rush and Hector Garza. Angel. Angel, Angel Garza. Not Hector Garza. Yes. I'm sorry. Same Garza family. Right. My God, did they have a match of the year on NXT Live. For the Cruiserweight Championship. The NXT Cruiserweight. amazing match. My God, that go was... Back a, and watch it. Please do. Yeah, it was good. It was three segments long, I think, yeah. and worth every second. And thank God Mauro Ronaldo came back. Yes. Um, Mama Mia. Mama yes. Mia. No Tope Suicidas anymore, but he came back after what Corey Graves said to him. Uh, or said about him, you know, and, and let let him dominate vocally. He's supposed to. He's the lead announcer. Which, I want to ask you guys about that. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. New Japan, but go ahead. So what do you guys think? You know, uh, um, uh, speaking of, there's a new champ, right? Yes. To close that off like uh, right. Leo Rush lost the title. Yep, okay. to Angel Garza. What a match. So uh, Corey Graves makes this uh, comment about Mauro and pretty much insinuating that he doesn't give his other like co-hosts a lot of uh, talking time. Mm-hmm. And Corey Gray says that it was a part of him trying to shoot the angle for Survivor Series. Right. What do you guys think? Truth or you think 
he was just he was bluffing after after the heat came up. Go ahead. Um, to be honest, I I think there could be some truth to it, you know. Um, but if there was truth to that, then you need to talk tomorrow beforehand and let him know what's going on. So that would be the only reason I say nah, nah. I think he's bluffing. But I, and Morrow is avidly out there as having bipolar. Like he's bipolar. Like legitimately, he has issues. Yes. So. You, you can't go saying something that that personal or professional about somebody and, like the Sam Funk said, not letting them know about it. You know what I mean? If it was part of an angle, then 26 writers should know what's happening and somebody should be able to tell them, hey, Morrow, this is coming up, so don't be surprised. And, okay, well, maybe we'll put you off a of TV for a week, have you actually sell the angle and then come back, give you a vacation, or I don't know. But... What do you think, Big Ugly? How'd you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't care for it. I, I felt like I felt exactly like you guys. Like if you were going to shoot the angle, have the conversation, you know, yeah. um, beforehand. Um, and especially, there's no <laughs> secret about the history of Marinello. You know, you there was no secret about what was going on with him and JBL, right, and, and right. What was happening there? So it's like Corey Graves was around during that time period and commentating. I would think he would understand. Like, all right, this is not the the route to to go with this guy. Yeah. Um, but that also begs a question, is the wrestling business the right business for Mauro Ranallo? Because this is an industry that is, you know, pretty known for, like, it's very cliquish, can yep. sometimes get into bullying kind of environment. Sure. And, you know, it's pretty obvious that, like, he's unable to, like, really maintain himself in this in this environment, you know, and, and everybody's always on. Like, yeah. somebody's always in gimmick and character on social yeah. media, wherever you know they they got to be on twenty four seven pretty much now. So, what do you think about that, CM Funk? Is it is it the right business for him? I mean, he was doing boxing forever, obviously. Yeah, I I, th- I think it is because you know as much as it is always on, as the performers are always on, and you know, and that kind of thing, like. I feel like there's not as much of that bullying, you know. I mean, they they are supposed to be a star after all. That's what they said. Yeah, I remember that so, campaign. Like, you know, to me, I think Corey Corey's been given a, a little bit of freedom with his voice because he's got his podcast mm-hmm. and he's right. he's the best um, you know color guy that they've got you know on any of the programs. Right. Um, you know, so he's been given some freedom, but you just gotta be smart you know and and like you know I think Morrow recognizes that these things will happen and can happen but my guess is there's a little bit more to it than what you know is leading Lauren whether there's already beef between the two of them or or, or Morrow maybe <clears throat> thought Corey was more of a friend than that and was maybe got blindsided by it and it you know when when you have you know some sort of you know mental you know issue like that and all you know or emotional issue and all like it doesn't take much to trigger that and, right you know, to, to your point. So, yeah. Uh, but at the same time. And they're both in the same professional position, pretty much. They're both, you know, announcers. They're both, not, maybe different shows, different genres, but still, they're, you know, there's got to be professional respect, but also a little professional, I don't want to say jealousy, but, you know, it's like, hey, man, this guy's getting over. What, what do I need to, go, you know, to get over? I know, but both of them are pretty over. But Mauro Anala, like, has Triple H's stamp of approval like legitimately on him so right. and, and I think that you know just thinking about it like logically and watching the show like Mar <clears throat> Ronaldo is just the best commentator Amen. On, on NXT yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying so it's understandable even if uh, which I've never felt like no one else gets talking time but it's understandable that he would talk more because he is the best at doing it right, right. like that's sitting there well, between them well so. and think about between the, the three of them yeah. think about the atmosphere that they're in in NXT it's not like 
SmackDown or Raw where you have lulls in the action. NXT right. is pretty much a go, go, go. Right. And if you're the play-by-play guy, you have to go, go, go. So right. you are going to speak more. And he is loud when he talks, you know, but he, he's strong loud, not like loud, obnoxious. He's right. strong loud. And I've never noticed that Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness aren't getting enough airtime. No. Like, right. like, I hear them when they talk, too. You Anything know, so. we've always said, Beth Phoenix is sound much better than Renee Young on commentary, uh, and oh, she yeah. gets yeah. a lot of time to talk, and, and Nigel's just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the best it's the best booth in all of wrestling. Uh, wrestling. WWE, yeah. AEW, MLW, Ring of Honor, and JPW. Sorry. I, <laughs> we'll I, get I there. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. But. So, yeah, lots of tangents, lots of talk about 2019 ending with a bang. Bang, bang, no pun intended. And uh, bang, that's right, DDP, very good. Um, so let's do this. Uh, again, more things to talk about, but uh, give us a lowdown on what's happening in NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, CM Funk. I know you got the finger Just, on the pulse. Well, I, I've got my finger on things, but not the pulse necessarily. Ew. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, no, anyway. Uh, that's so, dirty. So uh, New Japan Wrestling, they uh, always begin their year with uh, Wrestle kingdom their wrestlemania mm-hmm. and uh this year it's uh, i believe january 4th and 5th and they've spread it over as i just said two days two dates so it's two night event um, talked about wwe both, doing that wrestlemania yeah it's, and both like a, both nights are absolutely stacked the cards, they, they, there's like eight or nine matches on each card mm. and all some guys are double doing double duty um the b- big headliner is kazukata against kota ibushi for the um iwgp heavyweight championship nice. um which is you know kind of a I mean, it's just it's the two biggest names over there in New Japan, and they're going head to head. So it's going to be a great main event. Um, the The other two big announcements, though, um, are that Chris Jericho is wrestling or night number two against Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, the ace. So, um, which should be a fantastic match. Um, I don't know what they're going to do exactly if it's going to become like kind of hardcore, which is what Jericho does when he's in New Japan yes, usually, he does. or if it'll be an actual wrestling match because Tanahashi is one of the best. Uh, in the world, pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. The other uh, big announcement is John Moxley will be wrestling at New Japan. He is right now. He's currently just scheduled for one night, mm-hmm. night number one. He's taken on Lance Archer in a Texas Death Match for the, I believe it's the number one. No, it's for the IWGP United States title. Um, so th- it's right up Moxley's um, alley. Uh-huh. Lance Archer may be the most undervalued, underappreciated wrestler in all of New Japan. Mm-hmm. He has had a major, major year this year. He was fantastic um, back in their uh, tournament and um, the uh, G1 Climax and yeah. everything. Um, so th- that should be a lot of fun. But the winner of that match has to defend the United States title the, or night number two against Juice Robinson. So there's a chance that Mox could be wrestling um, two nights over there. Hmm. Um, and then the last little bit of New Japan, and this is uh, kind of a big deal. It's uh, Jushin Thunder Liger's Jushin. Um, retirement uh, weekend. He's wrestling his last two matches officially. This is it. He he made the announcement a year ago at Wrestle Kingdom that hmm. he was going to retire, and um, he's in a six man match the first night, and then he's in a tag team match the second night. And the the six man match is kind of cool because it's um it's got. Tatsumi Fujinami, who's been around forever in New yep. Japan. It's got the great Sasuke in it, and it's got Tiger Mask, of all people, <laughs> are, are wrestling in this. So there's a lot of... Actually, it's an eight-man. Excuse me on that. I thought it was a six-man, but it's an eight-man. So uh, a lot of big names to uh, help and see Liger on his way out. So uh, just That's congratulations good. to Liger. Absolutely. And uh, it's good that he's not doing it in a one-on-one encounter so he doesn't have to rely on himself or one other person yeah. at this point. No no offense to Jushin. You know, he's, he's definitely up there. He's been... 
you know, taking it and giving it for so long. But that's great. I'm looking forward to that. So, and, and New Japan, how can we find New Japan? Is uh, uh, NewJapanWorld.com or NJPWWorld.com. So, um, yeah, nine ninety nine or no, it's nine ninety nine yen or is that yen? dollars? I forget. But anyway, it's I don't uh, know the conversion rate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's right around the same price a month as uh, WWE Network. So, okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Well, thank you for the finger on the pulse and wherever else you wanted to be uh, within reason. Right. Uh, CM Funk. That was great. So, uh, Big Ugly, um, before we go on to this list here, uh, I, 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 I don't want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys too much. Oh, um, but, man. you know, they're still uh, in contention to win the division, even with yeah, the losing record. That's just how bad our division is. Like, that's, that says nothing about how good the Cowboys No, it doesn't. But it's gonna, it looks like it's all going to come down to one key game at the end of the season for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like at this point, you know, the way that the Cowboys have been playing, winning the division is like it, it doesn't matter, you know, because as soon as you go to the playoffs, you already know first playoff game they're going to lose. We have not beat a winning team this entire season. <laughs> And in the playoffs, that's all you're facing is winning teams. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't really think there's, yeah, I don't, there's uh, I, much hope. So. I, don't, I don't think Cowboys even have a chance to beat a winning team the rest of the season since the Eagles have a losing record, too. Right. Yeah. They're, the only decent <laughs> team that they're, they're both 6-7 and seven yeah, right now. I right. think it is. Terrible. Yeah, so, you know, they have, they have the Rams coming up. Oh, um, boy. You know, and uh, I, I don't think they're going to be able to take the Rams. So, yeah, not so good. But on a good note... <laughs> The Baltimore Ravens. Wow, uh, twelve and two as we speak best right now. Best team in the league. I mean, best team. in They the literally league. beat the best of the best. Like they beat. They in, beat in four or everyone. five weeks straight, like yep. everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we gave up more points to the Jets well, we than we did to any yet, of those teams. Yeah. No, we haven't beat the Chiefs yet. However, I think we'll see the Chiefs again. I think if yeah, I think if we saw the Chiefs again, I think we could do it. And we'll yeah. mo- more than likely see them on our home field <laughs> advantage. Um, I, I hope would, so. Would it be the Patriots? Right now, we're the number one seed. Right. So, I'm not sure how the seeding would go if we would see the Chiefs um, again. Uh, but right now, we're, it looks like we might actually see yeah, Pittsburgh if, twice in a couple of weeks. When you have the number one seed, you have the chance to play three out of the four um, teams that are four, the, right. uh, three through the six seeds right. and all. Like I think the only, the only team I think that you – as the one seed you can't face is like the five seed or something like okay. that. It's, it's just weird how the, weird. the metrics work. Out <laughs> yeah, I, I never know. But uh, yeah, it looks like the Ravens will get a week break after the season's over, and then they'll come back and uh, they'll they'll have the number one spot in the playoffs. But you know you can win ten games straight or however much it is, but uh, you got to make it to get it done in the playoffs. So hopefully we're yeah, healthy right. enough and right. do it. That's for sure. And, and, we, and most teams turn it up in the playoffs. They so. do. You know, um, and we got Mr. MVP on our side, but uh, you know, all the buzzes around Lamar Jackson, but the, you know, the entire team's doing very well. Everybody except our uh, punt return team. You know, special teams gotta kick it up a little bit and stop it, letting <laughs> runs go for twenty or thirty yards when when the punts happening. And the kickoffs. And the kickoffs. The, uh, yeah, because um, who, who do we just play? Um, the Jets, man. They were returning, yeah. They were, they were returning, returning some good right. kicks. Dude, yeah, they man. were taking it down the field yeah. quick. I say they so. scored more points against us than and, and the def- and the defense of Tunsin because they blocked the punt too and ran right. it back in for yeah. a touchdown. So, yeah. um, but the, the twelve and two, we find a way to win uh, decisively at most points, and it's great for the it's great for the city, it's great for the state, um, and, and it's it's great for that you can't really find a Lamar Jackson jersey anywhere in any color. <laughs> no, num- number one selling jersey in the uh, NFL right yeah. now. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, Lamar's uh, he's killing it. Pat he's, Michael did, Vick's record. Did, did you see at the end of the Jets game? Like he had a bunch of uh, jerseys all ready to go that he was signing for yeah. the Jets players and yeah. stuff. And all. It, was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. 
but it's it's great. Great to see the Baltimore Ravens doing their thing. We've got Cleveland, we've got Pittsburgh, uh, and then we've got the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. So uh, when we come back in January, we'll uh, update everybody on where that is and see what's up with that. Yeah, I, I hope the Ravens have that one number one seed uh, wrapped up before they play the Steelers because anytime you play Pittsburgh, I don't care how good of a team you are, it, it's a rough matchup. I don't know. When we play Cleveland, too, it's a rough matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even so, and that's um, that one's in Cleveland, I believe. Yeah. And then we have Pittsburgh at home with the last game of the regular season. So, man, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm actually excited for the Ravens to play Cleveland because I, I feel like we're going to want revenge. Oh, God, the, yeah, because they were the ones... they served us a big loss. Yeah, like, it was sure embarrassing, yeah. you know. They were, um, they were one of the two in the twelve and two. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm 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 ready for us to play them again. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch a football. No, so, speaking of, did you hear uh, Terrell Suggs actually got released yesterday? By I Cardinals. saw uh, that. Yeah, so come I, on, <laughs> please I wonder come if we'll, home. If we'll, if we'll bring him back. You want to talk about a defense <laughs> that's doing hell of a hell of well? You you add him to it, my God, yeah. that would be incredible. And we should absolutely have the uh, money and the resources now to pay him, and he should want to play here. Why did he get released? Was it contract negotiations, or was it just... Cardinals wanted to play younger players because they're a rebuilding team, and Suggs is, what, 15, 16 seasons in? He's not Yeah, but he, I mean, we still got a young defense. We have a young team overall, but add him in for, you know, motivation. I know Mark Ingram's doing it, but come on, man. I don't know if we're going to have the money that Suggs would want. I mean, you know, I think that was part of the reason that he left in the first place. Was because you know the money he was commanding. So I say we make. Yeah, but you, you only got to pay him for two games plus the playoffs. At this sure. point, <laughs> right. yeah, you, you can probably pay him the league minimum and yeah. and on and. <laughs> right. But and then also, if we are a playoff team, which we are a Super Bowl bound team, which we could be, there's a lot of money in that too. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you want to add to it, I, Terrell Suggs could only be a benefit. So I say he didn't. Where was? Where did he come from? It was uh, Arizona. Arizona. Arizona yeah. So he didn't do. No, he led. He was leading the Cardinals in sacks. Yeah, like, so he didn't he do having, too bad over there. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a bad thing that no. he left. No, they just needed to move on. To Moving on. Younger players, yeah. yeah. They're, they're rebuilding already. Right. So, okay. Well, let's do it. We, we've tangented, you know, ridiculously already. Um, I'll take a little break because we've probably been talking for 30 minutes. Yes, we ah. have, actually. Ah, right, right see, I was just guessing that. And uh, we'll take a break. We'll, we'll shoot down some double cola and some vitamin water and some deer park. And when we come back, we'll talk about Survivor Series, War Games, TLC. And uh, then we'll we'll go 2019 in review. We'll go back through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio for all of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast in 2019. It's been great, and we'll keep doing it. So uh, we'll take a break. Listen to this song that we love here at uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Listen to this portion of it, and we'll come back in a minute. Back on the dirty, damn it! (laughs) Dirty, I was trying to get you past it. Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast Segment Two, Episode Seventy Five. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm a big ugly. We are joined by the one and only CM Funk. Hashtag no hashtag. hashtag. That's right. So, um, as CM Funk said, it's good good that we don't have anything to talk about at the end of the year. I mean, you know, (laughs) but when we jump on here, we always have something to talk about, and there's always seem to be more and more, more going on. Speaking of more, John Morrison. Uh, has re-signed officially with the WWE. So, will he be Johnny SmackDown? Will he be Johnny Raw? Or will he be Johnny Next? Or will he matter? Will he? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they made it a big deal, but will he be a big deal? I don't know. 
Um, so we will see. Uh, is that your opinion on that? Just kind of yeah, see what happens. I, 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 just, I just never felt like John Morrison was like the guy. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. like really elevate things and like take it to the next level. It's like he's just. I mean, to me, he's just known for changing his name a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, that's about it. Like, and the sunglasses with the cross on it. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And, and the slow motion intros. Yeah. Uh, but that was with Johnny Morrison, but or John Morrison. But you know, he is a Lucha Underground CM Funk. You know, he was the big guy there at Impact Wrestling. He was Johnny the big Mundo, guy there. Johnny yeah. Impact. That's all still happening. So, what do you think? Will he have make a difference? I was no. going to say Impact, but no. Yeah, no, not really. No, no, it's it is. It's just John Morrison. Where does he but, go? I mean. Johnny 205 Live. Oh, boy. Wow. I mean, he is lean, so he could do that. Johnny Backstage? I I don't know. There's so many options. Johnny Agent. There you go. That could work. That's a good one. Big Ugly. like that one. Because he's all about the backstage stuff. If you remember from our uh, archived episodes, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast because you can find us anywhere. And we still have the Facebook page. So check that out. So, yeah, that was in my notes. We just okay. done talking about that. That's over. Um, kind of like his uh, career. His career. <laughs> wow. We are really giving some heat to Johnny uh, Johnny possibilities here. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe he'll be a, a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Who knows? Um, speaking of the Royal Rumble, that's coming up. Uh, so that'll be our next episode. And that was something that we did earlier this year. That was one of our first episodes in 2019, Big Ugly. We did the yeah. 2019 Royal Rumble live. We actually recorded right. the podcast as they were coming out. That might be was a good that, idea. Was that our again. first time doing it live? That was the first time doing live watching okay. the show. Yep, because we did it again this year when we watched... Right. Um, that feels like it should become an so, annual tradition. I right. I agree. We were talking about where to do, um, you know, the Royal Rumble big party, and I think we could very well do it at the mansion and do it live. What do you think about that, Big Ugly? I'm with it. Are you booked yet? No. Are you booked now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with it. Okay, so um, that would be cool because we should watch both Royal Rumbles, and um, you know, as they're coming out, and good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, the, the current rumor on the Royal Rumble is uh, rumor and innuendo. Yeah, since they're driving this whole NXT thing so much. Is no, that, don't yeah, tell, don't say. Thir- thir- thirty women, thirty men. It'll be ten from each brand on the uh, in the. Okay, Rumble I don't matches, mind so. that. Yeah, no, not an NXT Royal Rumble. Thank match. God, don't but, do that. But yeah, it would be 10 Raw stars, 10 SmackDown, 10 NXT. And that's cool as a leading up to the Royal Rumble, so they have something to fight for instead of just being in the Rumbles like, oh, represent your brand in the Rumble, so let's have storylines going on. That kind of means you can't get any surprise entrance, right? Well, you could. I guess you could still. You still could get some surprise. Well, you know, if they say this is what's slated for, but you never know what surprises are coming. Right, and you you might not know... Which ten superstars from each brand, and you know, so it could be a you know a shock like when, you know, shock. Yeah, system. Apollo Crews shows up in the wow. Rumble, even though he hasn't been on TV for six months. Right. Now, so yeah, I'll say Velveteen Dream would be nice. Actually, he's coming to the end of his injuries period, so it's about time. That, for that, that could be huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah. So that's a rumor and innuendo. Yeah, no three Royal Rumbles. Two's enough. Um, <laughs> that's that's good. Men and women, I like it. But uh, the road to WrestleMania, which will go through Philly in the Elimination Chamber. Hopefully all of us will be there. That'll be great. Um, by the way, we did not talk about, uh, we, as we were talking about uh, football, we didn't mention the Dolphins. Um, do you have any? It's fine. You're good. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just going to say, they played Cincinnati. Um, you know, that uh, things happen. I'd say everybody beat Cincinnati. But I mean, totally almost everybody. Cincinnati did win one game. 
Yeah. One. Who they beat? The Jets, the I think. Jets. They beat the Jets? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, so, right, right. again, that's not saying a whole lot, you know, because... Yeah, it's the Jets. Right? It's the yeah. Jets, baby! Um, we talked... Speaking of SmackDown, we did talk about this a little bit earlier before we got on. So, the most recent SmackDown on Fox. Um, they had... Um, they're actually doing this thing where they take the two hours and they take a storyline all the way through the two hours, which is beautiful. So, you called it the uh, King Corbin Show. It was. CM Funk. Explain a little bit more about that. So... Corbin was in the first segment. Corbin was on just about every commercial break segment, <laughs> backstage segment. And then uh, Corbin was in the final segment of the show. The opening segment was a half hour. The final segment was a half hour. That leads not, leaves not a lot of time for anybody else. <laughs> Although they did do a couple of other matches that were pretty good. They, they did. They uh, tag team match with uh, Tucker and Otis against... Um, uh, wait. Not the revival. Yeah, the revival. It was the revival. Was, yeah, because they did the shatter machine out of nowhere. Right, right. That, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that was a good, really good match. But uh, so, and I love Corbin, by the way. But yeah, he was on a bit too much last night. I right, think. a little too much Corbin. And plus, he was on WWE backstage in a shoot interview this week as well, which was pretty interesting. He's like, "Oh, I love being the bad guy. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I go out and make little kids cry. It's fun, <laughs> fantastic." Um. So, yeah, but the whole thing started, and this is something I wanted to bring up to you guys, that, that CM Punk actually liked this. Um, there was a segment last week on Fox, on SmackDown, where Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin, King Corbin, I should say, handcuffed Roman Reigns to the post and got out dog food from underneath the ring, legit, actual dog food, and, like, cans and cans and cans and poured it all over. Now, it's a little disgusting, but it got... A lot of great heat, and it led into what happened this week with Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns isn't there. Yada, 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 two hours after Corbin. Big pop, Roman Reigns. So, Roman Reigns, huge face again. Um, doesn't matter what town you're in. So, what do you think about this angle? Like, the dog food with the heel getting heat, big ugly, and then building a story throughout the shows and building characters. Yeah, what do you I, like, think? I mean, I like it. I like uh, I like the dog food angle. I like the angle where, uh, I think it might have been a week before, where they brought out the, like, the dog. It was like a somebody in a dog costume, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, I mean, I think it's cool. I think that you're taking something that's supposed to be a part of Roman's character, you know, him being the big dog, mm -hmm. and you're like, you know, putting it in his face, literally. Uh, dog <laughs> yeah. food in his face. So, I like it. I think it's cool. What do you think about Roman actually getting legit pop now as a legitimate face, being the face of the company? Because we've been right, talking yeah, about yeah. it for three and a half years. So, it finally worked. That's all you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that all it took? Food in his face. Right. Yeah. You got to get leukemia and then yeah. come back after several months and then a year later, go ahead, Sam. Can, 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 can I just go back to what we started 2019 discussing and all? How great of a heel Baron Corbin is. <laughs> he got Roman Reigns back over because he's the heel in this uh, storyline. Is a 100%. Right. Is, that, is, is that not what a heel is supposed to do? You're get a, your face over? Yep. So, anyway. And that's great because it builds Roman back up because we've been talking in the middle of this year like WWE is lacking that major superstar uh, because, you know, Roman got out and he came back in. John Cena's out, um, you know, and Seth Rollins is – we'll get yeah, to Seth Rollins. Um, and we'll get to Seth Rollins' heel turn in just a minute. A slow burn, as it will, maybe. Maybe not that slow. But anyway, is this what they're dealing 2020? Will Roman Reigns be the guy? Will he finally be the guy as a face that wants to get over and he'll finally fight up that match and get over? Um, if if Corbin can maintain his heat, and I think it needs to be gradual. Like, they need to still take it slow yeah. and not try and just Force put the it. boosters on him and, right. and put him, throw him in your face all the time. They, they need to keep it slow. I think keep... 
this because I, I would say this set like if I could think of the top hill, top hill in the business right now is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know, and I think that too. if we keep Reigns and Corbin down below that, I think we're good. Okay. And I think he'll eventually get back to that level because I'm sure eventually we're going to get The Fiend and Roman Reigns. Probably. But you need to have the crowd fully behind <laughs> Reigns yes. before you do that. Right. And they're <laughs> or really... Bray Wyatt will soon be a face. <laughs> right. And, and Bray Wyatt is getting over, especially against Seth Rollins, who people are loving to hate right now. Um, and they're going to even hate him more when he turns heel. But speaking of The Fiend, all right, uh, I'm just going to jump around a little bit with The Fiend. Okay. So now The Fiend, um, actually Bray Wyatt is in a storyline with The Miz. Yes. Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt is in a story with The Miz. They haven't talked about the Universal Championship. They haven't talked about The Fiend at all. Because The Fiend took Daniel Bryan down into the depths and started ripping his hair out. Now Daniel Bryan is nowhere to be seen. So they're obviously building Daniel Bryan to be that big comeback kid again, eventually. But what do we think about this? TLC, non-title... The Miz versus Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is playing mind games with The Miz, like actually in The Miz's house with Maurice, and they're doing shoot angles and involving the kids and the family. Let's start with you, CM Funk. What do you think about this? I love that they finally separated The Fiend and the Bray Wyatt That's what this... Okay, good. And made them into basically two separate wrestler okay. characters. That's how it should have started. That's how it should have been from the beginning with this and all. It's perfect. I have loved everything about the Bray Wyatt Miz storyline. I enjoyed the Fiend Bray Wyatt Brian um, storyline too, but I really am enjoying this. My only issue, and it goes back to you talking about the uh, the Blue Belt Championship. Uh-huh. I don't even know which ones they are. Universal, anymore, so. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Was that in the graphic last night for the TLC pay-per-view, they finally put the belt over Bray Wyatt's. They mm-hmm. like imposed it so it made him look like the champion. Yeah. They never mentioned it. I'm like, you could have it would have been far more effective had they just left the Leave belt it alone. Out. Don't even talk you know, the fiend is the champion. Right. Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt is, is not, not the, the champion. champion. Right. So you think the total separation of church and state, you want the whole thing gone. I, I Bray love Wyatt it. is Bray Wyatt, the fiend is the fiend. Right. And they only cross over when they start getting those mind games co- totally played and everything. Okay, that's what I like. Go ahead, big that, that, No, that's that's when it worked, and I think I said this before. That's what we needed to see from Finn Balor with the demon, with the demon. this entire time. Yeah. But but it doesn't matter. They executed it with with Bray Wyatt now, and, right. and I'm I'm loving everything about it. I like this feud with the Miz. I think because of the Miz being you know uh, a bigger celebrity with his family and stuff. It works out. Bray Wyatt, like, tormenting his family and all of that. I think it's cool. I did think that the Daniel Bryan robbery ended really quickly and kind of oddly, but I assume they're going to jump back around to it eventually. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm loving everything about The Fiend. I want more of that. More Fiend and Bray Wyatt, less Corbin. Okay. I like Corbin, (laughs) but... (laughs) Yeah, so now the direction for Bray Wyatt and or The Fiend, because The Fiend is going to get over because of what's happened, and this whole Firefly Funhouse is getting over. They want him to be a heel and do heel things. That's why he's attacking families. Um, And they want, and this is just kind of coincidence, the Daniel Bryan heel thing worked for a little while, but it got stale, apparently. So now they want him to get back into being that face. Um... So this is this is where the direction that they're going in. And I think this is this could be very good. I would love to see what you said. We're going to see it in TLC on Sunday. We're going to talk about TLC in a minute. And when, of course, we come back next in January, we'll run it over. It is Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. And there is no Universal Championship on the line. But I like what you said. Bray Wyatt is not 
the universal champion, right. the fiend is. And and I think like on Sunday, like it, hopefully he comes down as Bray Wyatt. I want and, the sweater, right? I want and the sweater. We're really glad right. that you, his, yeah, no his, fiend. His music should just be the Firefly Funhouse. No music red and all on the way down. No red, and and Bray Wyatt can can get beat up by the Miz, you know, and all. And he like, can even lose, right? And then turn that when he, when he's the fiend. And I'm going back on this. The fiend needs to never get beat up. Right. Period. Stop taking 500 curb stomps. <laughs> just, just stop it. The fiend should come in and just clean house until you finally get Roman Reigns built back up right. for that matchup down the road. Whether it's this WrestleMania, the following WrestleMania, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden you've got the biggest face in the company and Roman Reigns, the big dog, uh, who can actually go up one on one against the fiend. And, right. And because he's beaten the Undertaker. Right. You know, so he can beat he can beat the fiend too, since it's the same character you know so theoretically you know, somebody send this podcast to wwe because that is exactly the right. that they need <laughs> that they need to go with for real let me <laughs> run down tlc real quick um so nxt won it, it was brand it was raw versus smackdown versus nxt nxt won the battle decisively all night long which obviously was coming um Let's see. Uh, Ten-team interbrand tag team battle royal, which Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode won. Robert Roode suspended for uh, violating the wellness policy. Damn it. 30 days. Unbelievable. No wonder Dolph is now with Corbin um, going through that. But uh, Robert Roode, so yeah, Robert Roode got over, and now he's gone. Uh, and they eliminated the Street Profits. Um, I'm kind of over the Street Profits. Yeah. I, I liked them better on NXT. I, they're not doing much up here now. I, I, although they did this um, like Saturday Night Live thing with them as um, doing the weekend update or the Monday after that. That was cool. Yeah. Let them do that stuff. Well, I mean, have they been letting them do... Like, I, I felt like when they were first bringing them up on the roster, they were doing a bunch of backstage segments with them, but it seems like they've kind of... Gotten slowed, away. Yeah, slowed that Other down Other than that one I just mentioned, right. they haven't really done that. I think, I think they should keep them doing that, those backstage segments and stuff, where they're running into other people backstage and stuff. Uh, That's fun. Keep them relevant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, let's see. Leo Rush uh, defeated Akira Tozawa and Kalisto uh, to retain the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, and as we have talked about even earlier, he has lost it. Go ahead. Speaking of... Uh, Talking about Kaliso made me think about the couple of releases that Sankara is now gone yep. on the WWE. Sure is. Uh, along with Luke Harper and the Ascension. Luke Harper. And I will miss one out of those four. <laughs> <laughs> you will miss... Uh, I will miss... One Sankara. of the Ascension. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss Connor so much. It's just... It's, no, yeah. Luke Harper, AEW. Okay, I, I would hope so. Yeah, and uh, remind you, we're gonna talk about AEW in a little bit too because we gotta get that over. Um, let's see. The let's the see. Ascension could go to AEW. They actually could. They could. Might, one I mean, of they them's might gotta lose a hundred pounds to revive their character. Yeah, the one bigger one, he gained a lot of weight. He yeah. really did. He really let himself go. Well, that, you know, when you're sitting at home doing nothing, all you can do right. is eat. You yeah, know, so. let himself go big time. Let's see. Uh, the champions triple threat tag match. The Viking Raiders defeated the New Day and defeated the Undisputed Era. Not too bad. Five one five Women's Survivor Series match. Uh, team NXT won that, uh, defeating Team Raw and Team SmackDown. That was that? that was great. The the whole Dakota Kai heel turn and and just laying out Tegan Knox in the cage and all that. She At was War Games, out. yeah. 
And no, this was the was that war games? That was war, no, games. war games before the war games. Like as the uh, oh, they yeah. were letting people out of those little shark cages. Sorry, it's all run together. It's sorry, it's, it's the like, same two days, <laughs> right? Yeah. But Rhea Ripley got Rhea herself Ripley. over that yes. whole week, man. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm even sporting my Rhea Ripley haircut. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. It's very uh, very festive for Rhea Ripley, and she's like the next big thing. So. Um, she that that was good, yeah, and uh, that whole uh, yeah, you know, Dakota this would be thing, turning. This would be a perfect time for Ronda Rousey to come back. Amen. When you've got people like Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley to like be those like bigger challengers, and they look like a real challenge, you know. Um, I I, I just think had to throw that in there. I think Ronda comes back at WrestleMania. I think I think you have Shayna against um, Becky Lynch, and all, okay. and yeah. Ronda comes out to help Shayna. Okay. To, to get back against yeah. the man, and then you got the four horse women. The four horse women. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't know if you guys watch, but I, I watch Total Divas. But <laughs> yeah, you know, because Ronda's been a main character on Total Divas throughout the season. Then they just ended their season finale, and it just yeah. ended as WWE does with. You know what? You never really say never in this business. Nobody ever really retires from the WWE, and they showed her the very last shot was her coming out in full wrestling garb. Like, so I think they want her to come back. It's just a matter of what is she doing in her personal life and what is she doing Yeah, no, it's no secret they want her back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, she's a draw without a doubt. She needs to be that special attraction, kind of like Brock Lesnar-ish at this point. Yeah. Um, But more impact than Brock Lesnar at this point. I didn't get to see the season until he was, uh, but I, it was actually I'm pretty good. To watch it, yeah. It seemed like I mean they added you know Sonya Deville, Ronda Rousey, and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And Carmella, and, right? Carmella's uh, there, You're right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had a lot of a lot of good stories going through. That a little too much Natalia. No, nothing wrong with Natty, but yeah. uh, a little but too much. Natty. She's always been an anchor of yeah. the show, though. She has. Yeah. She's she's a drama queen. That's yeah. why she loves the camera. Um. Anyway, so Team NXT won the women's match. Uh, champions triple threat match uh, NXTs. Um, let's see, North American champion Roderick Strong beat AJ Styles, who was the U.S. champ, and Shinsuke Nakamura, who was the Intercontinental champion. What do y'all think of the new Intercontinental title belt? Y'all seen it? I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. I it, saw it. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm I'm old school, so uh, give, yeah. give, give me the mid '80s. Yeah, white or yellow strap. I'm I'm, I'm game. Yeah, I, it doesn't. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not finding what is new about this new title. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything specific or special. But yeah. they'll be selling replicas of it short, shortly. So, um, let's see. Adam Cole, Bebe defeated Pete Dunne. Okay, match Ooh. of the night. Easy, right there. Um, Easy. That that was great, and if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it because uh, they stole the show. I was wondering if they would let them have an NXT style match on a WWE actual show, but they did. They let them go, and they had the crowd all behind them. And what's even more impressive with the two of them in that match is they had just gotten done competing. Oh my god! At Takeover the night before, with Adam Cole was in the War Games match. And um, Pete Dunne was in the triple threat against uh, Priest and, and Kane. Yeah, uh, Dane. And Adam Kelly. Cole went through the War Games match actually, right. and got taken off the top of the cage through tables by Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, uh, he got the living. Sh- uh, that that whole two week stretch was Cole every show. Yeah, Adam Cole dominated everything. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting a little bit of a break, which is good. Although he did get pounced by Keith Lee. If you, this is oh. a this is a GIF. 
uh, online. This is a whole, whole meme or whatever you want to call it. So I don't know if you've seen it. So Adam Cole was walking down the NXT ramp, just walking. Yeah. And out of nowhere, the camera, you, you didn't even see it. Keith Lee came out and pounced Adam Cole, and he went all the way into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and for those, yeah, that was beautiful. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Keith Lee is the next big thing, bro. His mic yeah. skills have a little bit to be desired, but Keith Lee is the shit. Yeah. I, I'm, cur- I'm currently basking in his glory. So, yeah, uh, you know. Oh, basking in his glory. Yeah. Um, where was I? Holy yeah. crap! Because yeah, on a on a one gif I've seen Adam Cole coming down. People have labeled it like my paycheck, and then Keith Lee is <laughs> <his> bills. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, There's a bunch of them. But that, when you can make an iconic, iconic, when you can make something like that and it just goes viral, that's beautiful for the company. It's just great. Um, Let's see. So The Fiend defeated Daniel Bryan, as we were talking about a little earlier, at Survivor Series to keep the Universal Championship. Uh, Let's see. 5-on-5 men's match. Team SmackDown actually won that one. Um, I believe it was... I think Roman Reigns and... Did Braun Strowman survive? I can't remember. No. Or was it Reigns and Corbin who actually survived? Maybe it was just Reigns. I think it was just Reigns. Yeah. Um, Which was not a bad thing. I'm okay. And they defeated Team Raw and Team SmackDown. Uh, Uh... Okay, I'm sorry, Team Raw. It team was just down, it was just Reigns because it was uh, Reigns and Keith Lee were the final two. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and he got the the rub at right. the end. Yeah. Show respect. Okay, here's something I didn't like about that match. Walter got eliminated in three minutes with no. I, I don't think you're the only one that didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> My pissed me off. Because I love Walter. They brought him in NXT UK and NXT, and he's this unbelievable dominating superstar. I love everything about him, and they just shit on him. Pardon my language, but they just shit on him in this match. Just go around thoughts with that about that. Talk, go first, Big Ugly. Yeah, no, I would have liked, I, I do like Walter. I think the character is cool. I think they did it on purpose. I think they wanted to get like a reaction out of the fans. Just like we're doing now? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They wanted to like get people heated and stuff. They got the it. Match. Right, exactly. So Yeah, I think they gotta spell Walter with all lowercase letters now after that. That was that was unfortunate, but uh it would have been fine had they just you know, Strowman was in there, okay, have them all beat him down a bunch and then lay him out with you know, steps or something. Yeah, give him give him a little bit more yeah. credit. You yeah. know, other than just a clean victory one, right. two, three, like my God. Right. Although he did come out on NXT UK the following week and I'd like kick everybody's ass, so I mean he's oh. still good over there. Johnny NXT UK. Oh, that's <laughs> where he's going. <laughs> wow. Johnny UK. How about that? Um, yeah, if we forgot about that brand. Uh, let's see. Brock Lesnar <laughs> defeated <laughs> We did. Brock Lesnar defeated Rey Mysterio in a no holds barred match for the WWE championship in seven minutes. Surprisingly not bad though. It, you know, that's how Brock needs to be booked. We talked about this with Goldberg a couple years ago. Um, quick, mm-hmm. fast paced, you know, spot after spot after spot, let it go. Don't let Brock, you know, go longer because as we saw with the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, that doesn't work. Um I mean, not, uh, no, 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 not Undertaker. That was Undertaker and Goldberg. Um, but same thing. Should be the same idea. But it wasn't a bad match. No, and the uh, the Dominic run-in at the end to help Ray, you know, to help his dad out. Yep. And then the double pin, or try to cover them both. Yep. Cover Brock and all. It was, it was done well, I thought. Uh, there was one false finish that actually looked convincing enough to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crowd got behind it, actually. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's just healed because, no, yeah. I mean, Heyman puts him over as such, but there's 
Not much. I, I don't know where Brock goes from here. He's got to go somewhere. He's got a contract, so he's doing something. He did. He went to Minnesota. He Stayed did. home until home. Royal Rumble. There you go. So, <clears throat> let me get this straight. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, this this Brock and Ray thing is, is it's, it's done. It should be done. Although... Hey, Ray's, <laughs> Ray's the U.S. champion now, so he's on to smaller, smaller. and lesser things. <laughs> I, man, I can't tell you at this point how I am so confused by what has transpired. Okay. I mean, so going back to what I talked about last time. So we get Kofi, loses the belt in seven seconds. <laughs> right. Right. Then we go to Brock and Ray. Ray can't beat Brock, right? And Brock, you know, hurts Ray and, and his son. So he brings in his big enforcer, Kane Velasquez, right? <laughs> big bad guy. Gets tapped out by Brock in, in Saudi Arabia. In minutes, yeah. Then Ray is like, oh, no, wait, I'm the guy. I, I have to do it. Then, even with the help of his son, he could not get the job done. Right. Where, where was this supposed to go? I, I, don't, I don't understand. Right, right where it did. That's about where it was supposed to go. <laughs> yep. It was, the, it was actually the come down match after the, uh, the, the Survivor Series match and yeah. leading into the main event. That's exactly what it was. Because it's just like I guess like all, like storytelling logic would tell me that like you know you brought somebody else in because you couldn't you you thought you couldn't do it right? right they couldn't get it done and then it's like you have to finally believe in yourself and actually like make it happen and and avenge your family and all of this and it didn't happen. Well, if you remember though, Ray was injured. He had his arm in a sling, so yes. he couldn't continue on the fight. So right. he brought Kane and. Uh, you know, to help in the process. Yeah. So, so if you if you suspend disbelief just a tad bit and and spin that part into it, then it's not quite as bad. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the way everything was handled was yeah, just baloney. So uh, they just had to they had to pay it off somehow, and they just had to right. go through it. They were going through the motions, right? Honestly. And it gave it gave Ray one more time in the main event spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, he's at the end of his career. We all yeah. know that. You know, so That's right. And then uh, here's the other one. Shayna Baszler defeated Becky Lynch and Bailey. That match actually wasn't too bad at all. Um, Snooze fest. Really? Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, I like coming off of them other matches, man. Th- this match at the end was just kind of like. I don't know. I mean, the three in the middle, Adam Cole and the Fiend and, and the, the 515, that was all good. The Brock Lesnar thing kind of confused me, like I said. I didn't mind the action in this match because I do like Shayna Baszler. And, you know. But Becky and Bailey, we've seen it a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But the NXT with Shayna Baszler winning for NXT, that's what I liked about I, it. But other I didn't, than that, I didn't understand why it was the main event to begin with. That that was all I was just about to ask you guys. That to me was the problem. Like I get it. They're trying to get the women, you know, and and they're trying to make it more of the norm as opposed to calling it out as like a big special deal that the women are the main event. And that's <laughs> I think part of what this was is it just. It was the main event. Becky Lynch is your biggest name in the company. That's why she was in there. It was almost like John Cena being in a main event, even sure. though there was no reason for it. So, um, you know, so for me, that was the problem. Is like it wasn't a main event match. As much as I love Shayna Baszler too, she's not over enough with the mainstream WWE universe right. to generate enough reaction and pop. Because whenever she when she came out and when she was in the match, like to me, that was the deadest moments of the match. As good as she is technically in the ring. I don't think she's to that point yet still where she can yeah. carry a 15,000-seat arena 
as you know a main eventer. And crowd was dead at that so, point, and, yeah. I th- and I think that honestly, the, the crowd might be a little, just in general, might be a little bit more behind Rhea Ripley than Shayna Baszler. Yeah, man. yeah, or, yeah. at this point, definitely. Yeah. And, and they were earlier, uh, you know, when when all this kind of went down with the Team NXT. If anything, switch that. Make right. the <laughs> five on five on five Team NXT. Let that be the. Main event with the women, right? Because that had, that had the bigger draw, the bigger storyline. Yeah, you know, it had the bigger names. Really, I mean, I mean, Charlotte was in it, Sasha Banks was in it, you know, Sarah Logan was in it. I mean, you can't get much bigger than that. Yeah, so, um, that's a just make that Sarah switch, Logan and you're okay. Sarah, for people that don't remember, she's actually a WWE superstar. How about that? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> married to one of the Viking Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the only, only <laughs> I think the only thing they did, they wanted to cap off and they said, okay, well, NXT won the whole night. But you could have done that with the women's 5 on 5 on 5. But that's the only difference. I didn't mind the match. Uh, it wasn't anything spectacular, but I do like Shayna Baszler. So that was uh, that. Was that. Um, and uh, we had a couple other things. Like I said War Games was the night before, and we did talk about uh, a couple of things that happened in War Games. Uh, they had two War Games matches, one for the women, one for the men. Uh, the and then Dakota Kai heel turn. You did know? mention that. <laughs> that. Did I get it? In that was right, pretty good. I got it at the right eye. I mean, they were just letting so her out of the cage, and she was going to come, come, come compete. And then she turned around and went back and beat the shit out of uh, uh, Tegan Knox. Uh, Tegan Knox, right? Yep. Tegan Knox. Crazy. And then Shayna Baszler was in the other shark cage, just laughing at it. <laughs> like it was funny as hell. But all, all the women in all the war games matches did a really good job, and, and the middle of the card did pretty good too. So. That was good. And we got TLC coming up. Uh, I'm going to have to look this up because I really don't know much about TNC, uh, TLC, the matches that are happening. They did a song called Waterfalls. It was a really big hit back in the <laughs> early 2000. Didn't Weird Al uh, Perry do that at some point in time? <laughs> I believe don't so. Don't yeah. go chasing phony calls. Right. Or making phony calls. That's what it was. Um, so, before we uh, get into TLC, which we'll talk about in just a minute, um, and we talked about Fox and SmackDown, let's talk about... Let's uh, go into... Well, I'm actually here on TLC. Let's just get it out of the way. Um, <laughs> Do they have all the... Ma- Wait, when is TLC? It's this uh, tomorrow. upcoming Sunday. Tomorrow. 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 <laughs> on the WWE yeah, Network. Right, exactly. Yeah. December 15th. Right. Where there's no la- no uh, Ravens game tomorrow. Oh, there, there's a good picture. I need that. Yeah, no Ravens game. No. no Ravens game tomorrow. I need to save this image. Yeah. And T- then TLC. Storylines... Here we go. So here are the matches. Uh, the Viking Raiders versus To Be Determined. Man, I hear, I hear that's going to yeah, be a great tag team. TBD <laughs> has always been fantastic. <laughs> always. Um, they might defend their titles. Uh, yeah, supposedly it's like an open challenge or something. That's oh. what they're calling it. How did we forget about this? Oh, wait. I know how we forgot about this. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. <sighs> Holy. With Lana. Um, okay. I can't handle this. Now, so that was on Raw, right? So you got this. Sure, I don't know not. how much of that you got to see with the whole divorce proceedings. I saw a little bit. I, I haven't seen all of this Raw. Don't worry. Unfortunately, they haven't cut that part out of they Hulu. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know because if they put so much time into writing for it that they just have to finish it and pay it off. Because uh, they could have killed it and nobody would have cared. <laughs> this this feels like a Vince McMahon like he's pushing for this. Right. You know it, man. Forget the fans. Yeah. Screw you. We're doing it. No we're doing it. But, yeah. but why? You you know if this was just some other writer's idea and it wasn't and people are hating, it, Vince would have cut this thing. But it's gone as far. This is definitely a Vince McMahon thing. Like and and it's a tables match because there was a table in the ring during the per- divorce proceedings and Rusev put Bobby Lashley through it. So now it's a tables match. Here's the thing. So throughout <laughs> history, we've seen. Throughout history, we've seen uh, relationship 
uh, angles. Yes, we have. You know, we've seen the Triple H and Stephanie McMahon Beautiful. angle back when Tess was around. Oh, yeah. We've had, I guess, the angle back with uh, Macho Man and Elizabeth. and Elizabeth. Sure. Why do you guys think that this particular angle is not working? Is it because of the times now? Like, why do you think? I, I, go ahead. I got. I, I got I, something. But go ahead. I, I think. I think it's not working because everybody knows how in love Rusev and Lana are, based on their what I understand from their social media right. um, accounts at all. Yeah. So like, and an entire season of Total Divas right. before. So to suspend disbelief at this point, it's just too is much. almost yeah, yeah. It's just too much. It's too like, much. Right. And it's Bobby Lashley. But anyway, yeah. that was my That's point. It's Bobby. I and I've always been a mark for Bobby Lashley. I always thought he had a good look. He's a Vince guy. He's big. He's bold. And, and I've always thought he was a good heel in Impact Wrestling. But over here, I was like, it's all about what you give to him. And I thought it was a good shock value for that. What whatever it was, the rebranding of Raw when they came out with a new set, new stage, whatever. And I was like, why is Bobby Lashley making out with Lana? I, I thought it might have been just shock value, but because they went somewhere with it, it's I don't like it. Right, and I love Rusev too. I mean, I think yeah. he's uh, fantastic. Rusev has been the best part of this whole thing because he doesn't have to deal with Lana necessarily, because <laughs> she's just dragging the whole thing down because she she can't remember her lines most of the oh, time, God, whether terrible. on purpose or accidentally. Right. You know, right? It's just there's just no way to believe any yeah. of it at no. this point. I, it, and and like you said, they've been so public out there. It's like why at this point in time just do the shock value thing. Don't try to make us believe it because it's not real. Right. It, that's right. not right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when I think about the relationship angle, I didn't mind the one with uh, Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis. Yeah. Like, that, that angle to was, the That angle was actually okay when, you know. Yeah, I liked um, it. But and the pregnancy angle well, with yeah, Maria? that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, the pregnancy if you, angle. If you actually remember, like, this Lana Lashley-Rusev angle came up, like, right it's like all of a sudden the Maria and Mike Canales pregnancy thing disappeared yeah. and then the Lana one showed up. So it was like it was like somebody didn't like the Canales family relationship storyline. So then they tried to create it with this love triangle. It was like it's like they took the Maria thing out for whatever reason and then brought in the Lana. Well, she was about to have her baby, I think, or, or close to it, you know, actually having her real but, baby. But they never finished out, like, who was the father? No, and they didn't. Like, so, and then all of a sudden, Lana's pregnant. You know, it's like, whatever. And then that, that was that was a fake pregnancy because that ended the week later. Yeah. So she's no longer pregnant. Did it? Yeah, fast forward. It did. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I watched it. I don't know why, but I can't get it out of my head now. I can't forget it. So, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I kind of like this versus Becky and Charlotte. Okay, we've seen Becky and Charlotte a hundred times against each other, but I kind of like this, giving them something a little bit different to do, protect them both a little bit, and then have a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the tag team championship. So I have a question. I realize I'm not one of the hosts of the show, and all, but You're I do have a question. Fine. So, um, so in this storyline leading up to you know Charlotte and Becky taking on the Kabuki Warriors, we've had. Two-on-one handicap matches with the Kabuki Warriors against Charlotte and then against Becky. Sure. Separately. In both of those matches, Charlotte and Becky almost beat the Kabuki Warriors single-handedly. Right. So, what logic leads you to believe that if the two of them tag team together, the Kabuki (laughs) Warriors have any chance of winning? That's where the swerve comes in really because wasn't a they question, they guess, won't they shouldn't win the titles together okay. because it should just lead to both of them just fighting against each other. But that, I don't think they can. Wasn't one on Raw and one on SmackDown? Isn't Charlotte on SmackDown? 
I'm not sure. I know yeah. Becky's on Raw. No, no, no. She's on Raw because she was a team captain of uh, Raw for Survivor Okay. I, I can't keep them straight anymore. I just yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah, because we've seen too much of them against each other, so I don't know. But you're right. Like, what? in what logical universe can they come away winning? But that's when the WWE changes it and says, oh, well, Kabuki Warriors are heel. They've got to keep the titles and then put Flair, you know, and um, Becky at heat again, which we don't need. Yeah, what do you think? Not at all. Um, no, I mean, I think the Kabuki Warriors should definitely keep the titles. I, um, but I don't want to see um, Charlotte and Becky feud again. Right no. now. Please. <laughs> and then just add Ronda and just repeat the main event, you know, twice in a yeah. lifetime. Well, it has never happened in 2020, though, Charlotte. <laughs> happened, so. You're right. Yeah. I mean, we know we're going to we're going to see it again, but uh, let's see. I think that I think that Becky needs a, a new competitor to keep her her steam going. man. Yeah. Like she needs somebody fresh. Well, I think I think that's why she was off TV for a couple of weeks for one reason because they don't really have anything for her. Yeah, and plus they were two, playing her every week too. Right, so. and and the only person besides Charlotte or in the Raw roster that makes sense to have her face right now would be Oscar. Yeah, to go back to the whole um, uh, thing at uh, was it Royal Rumble last year where Oscar uh, made Becky tap. You know, and won the title from they her never, and stuff. Yeah, I they've mean, never followed up on that. Nope. Like, that got completely dropped and all. So that did because Becky went on and won the Rumble later that night. So right. that whole thing got forgotten. Right. So what a better way to reintroduce it than here's. Let's shoot off on Becky for a second. Um, Seth Rollins. Uh, I know their relationship is public. I don't think one storyline is ever going to have anything to do with the other. I know they kind of put them together during the summer because it was convenient and it worked out, and then it was all over social media and they just dumped it. But. Becky Lynch, one of the biggest faces in the company. Seth Rollins has now joined up with the AOP to be one of the biggest heels in the company. Um, let, let's go around. I know you don't have a lot of love for Seth Rollins there, CM Funk, but uh, Big Ugly, what do you think about this heel turn? Does it make a, an actual heel turn this time? Does it give something to Seth? Does it help with the AOP? Is it like another shield thing? What's going on? I think it's random. Random. I think it's random. I, not the heel turn. The heel turn was, I think, necessary. Sure. Given you know the fans turning on on Seth, but I think the placing him with the AOP, it's it, it, it's like where did this come from? You know, like where like what does the AOP who's had nothing to do with Seth Rollins? Period. All of a sudden, it's like they're like his henchmen. Yeah. It doesn't really. It seems random. Um, you know, and like you see Rollins like get out the back of the van, he like tosses his hoodie to the one guy or whatever. It's just like, you know <laughs> It's like it's like they immediately, you know, became henchmen after, you know, they just came back or whatever. Yeah. Um but I mean I guess I get that, you know, maybe they want to give him heaters or whatever. Um but it seems random and uh We have nothing for any of you. Right, yeah. Let's so, band you together. Yeah, so it's just like they're just gonna latch, you know, put their hitch on Seth Rollins and hope that like he makes them relevant. Uh but it's whatever. I I'll wait and see like what, what comes of this. What about Kevin Owens being the face in this whole thing? And uh Kevin Owens being, you know, the good guy leading into this feud. Yeah, I think that I think that can work. I think that like it's like I feel like for a while you can sense that they're trying to make Kevin Owens like uh, a stone cold kind of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even down to his finishing move. Very good. I think that if we're going to do that, I do think we have to take it a little further and I need to see some more crazy acts from Owens going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think of like 
Stone Cold riding in on the uh, what's that thing on the beer Zamboni truck. Yeah, the, the, beer, beer, yeah, truck the, the beer truck you know pouring cement into the Corvette it's like cool if if we're going to go there like obviously you don't want to repeat those exact same things but mm-hmm. I need to see Kevin Owens taking it there you know um, I would like to see that. Well, I, th- I think I think by having AOP with Seth Rollins, that opens that door because now you have more figures for Kevin Owens to get through to finally get to Seth and mm-hmm. all. So I think I think we could see that happen with KO, where he does some things to try to get his revenge and and you know and all that. As far as the AOP, um, like this is the role that they're designed for, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were badasses in NXT with uh, Paul Ellering as their voice piece they and were. everything. And that's basically what they needed again because them speaking in uh, wherever they're from, sorry, I apologize, I don't know, so I don't want to be insulting, but them speaking in the language that's, you know they're familiar with, while it actually cuts pretty cool promos because mm-hmm. they're very good at being dark and sinister, and nobody knows what they're saying if they're not reading along. So I think it's great to have... Um, AOP with uh, Seth it gives them all something to do like you said Mike yeah but as far as the heel turn part goes and everything y'all know I don't have a lot of love I've soured on Seth Rollins over the years and everything Mm -hmm. it was by far needed he seems so much more comfortable in that role than he did as the the face of the company and everything yeah CM Punk says the same thing yeah, yeah, so I mean, so from that aspect, it's good. Where the storyline leads, how long it lasts, all that yeah, remains to be seen. So you know, we'll see. But and that's uh, a, a new to touch on that. You said uh, it's a new heel tactic. If you just speak in a foreign language where people don't understand you, all of them, that's a great heel promo. No matter what you're saying, right? The Kabuki Warriors are doing it. AOP's doing it. And AOP came up when they came up from NXT. They came up to no fanfare. Really, right. they got a small pop when they came out for the first time, and then just died. Did nothing. Right. So. Send them away, repackage them, come out. So all three of them have the opportunity now to make something of this with each other. Right. So let's see what happens. Yep. Um, They don't have a match at TLC, so it's not going to happen yet. Um, Bray Wyatt and The Miz, we talked about that. Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. Why? (laughs) Because they're trying to create a storyline with mid-carters that don't involve a belt, which, which is good. It's just not... It's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wants to pick a fight with you. You know what? Here's what I see in the middle of that match the return of Sheamus. That's what I want to see. Because they're building him up to come back on SmackDown with these promos. He's saying, SmackDown has gotten weak, but I'm going to come back and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I could see him interfering with that. Uh, the New Day defending their championships against the Revival. Uh, first time. For, at TLC in 2019. Right. <laughs> um, last time in 2019 before the first time in 2020. Now, this is a ladder match, though. A tag team ladder match. So, could be good. And it's Big E and Kofi because um, Woods is still out. What do we think? Could uh, be a decent match or just another deck in the page? Can, can, can I just say how far Kofi has fallen? And, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't He's going to fall off right, the ladder. I, say, I don't mean that as a, uh, as, you know, a pun or anything, but... Like, so he went from being the WWE champion for half the year. The guy. The guy. Yep. To his terrible six-second loss to, you know, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And uh, to no reference of that really being made, to now he's going to be the fall guy, literally and figuratively, in this ladder match. Because yeah. the other three guys, I don't see them taking big bumps on ladders. Like, that's nope. not their forte. So it's all about Kofi. I mean, it's sad. Here. Here's the problem with that. This what I see. Um, the Kofi actually addressed that because the the 
that social media has been wanting to like address the championship reign in six seconds. He's all, you know what? I got beat in six seconds. Actually, whatever. And I just pick myself up, dust myself off, and here I go again. Um, so he addressed it, the elephant in the room. But I, I, I think that go here's, ahead. Here's the problem. I think that the problem that, and I'm sure he's not failing to realize this, but it's like because of the, the he has to listen to what the company's telling him. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, is that it's not about addressing it, and then it's like, okay, I get that you got to pick yourself up. It's that if you lose the championship, typically when people pick themselves up, they want to go fight again <laughs> right, for, for the, the championship. championship. Not I pick myself up and then I go and go off and do this other thing. You know what I'm saying? It's do like, I've been doing it's like I just got embarrassed. That. You know, a perfect example, right? A couple years ago when Conor McGregor first lost to Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. Big fight, right? Conor was on the street. Nate Diaz taps him out, right? Yep. So what happens after that? Conor's like, I'm going to fight again. I'm going to rematch Nate Diaz, right. you know what I'm saying? Because I believe I can really beat him, and then he does, and, and he beats him. It's like, that's that's what picking yourself up right. is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's the weird part that's not really being addressed. Yeah, there you go. Um, so. and that's, it's, that's it's, absolutely it's true. the biggest title. You, you're, you're holding the biggest title. You are the champion for half the year. You have all of these title defenses. You lose one time. And then you're like, oh, well, that's oh, well it. screw it. That's, <laughs> it. That's, it. Right. Yeah. that's the part that doesn't make sense. So, now, is that yeah. is that a tran- the, the definition of a transitional champion at this point in time? Does he ever go back to that? Uh, I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to any time in the near future because no. he's back to doing the same stuff that he's been doing before. Not that he's bad at it, at it by any means. He's very good at what he does. I think. But, I think a lot of play, I think a lot plays into it and some stuff that we might not know about. How well did Kofi Kingston draw as a champion? Sure, you know we we yeah. won't really know that. Um, I do think that it'll also be public interest and pressure that could contribute to whether it's like if the public just is like, all right, you know, we're done. He's never it, then it's like WWE's gonna move on. Right. But if you're constantly getting a barrage of public interest and seeing Kofi give rise back to that 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 space, then you might see it down the line. I think I think part of it too was the unfortunate <clears throat> timing of Xavier Woods' injury. Yeah, because all of a sudden they went from having Xavier and Big E being a tag team. Sure, Big E didn't have a tag team partner. Yeah, not that Big E couldn't have been involved in the Intercontinental Title picture or something like that. They could have split them, not split them, but they could have kept them going. Kofi after the main title and Big E after the mid card title and all you know. But you know they chose not to. But I think Xavier not being there hurts. You know. Yeah, keep a new day relevant. I agree. And New Day is still a name. It's still merchandise. It's still, you know, especially this time of year. They also just uh, started a podcast. Uh, they've had two episodes. It's one of the WWE podcasts. Like, is like it? Corey Graves thing, yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, the New Day? New Day, yeah. I heard it's pretty good. I haven't listened to it yet, but... I don't know how I feel. I, I always feel like, you know, it's like if the WWE has a hand in it, it's still going to just have, like, these handcuffs of, on it. Yeah. Of, like, a line you can't cross. You know, mm-hmm. which is why I've always appreciated, like, Jericho's podcast or, like, Stone Cold, where it's like, it's all theirs. They're just going to say whatever they want, and that's how it is. Right? Yeah. But, I, I've yeah. heard on the New Day podcast that they, they have, um, like, given away some, like, backstage, you know, type of things, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff and all. Like, they said, like, um, I think it was on their podcast, the most recent one I was reading somewhere, that they mentioned that there were actually supposed to be four members of the New Day originally, and Titus O'Neil was supposed to be one of them. Wow. Okay, wow. So, yeah. you know, so, like, I mean, oh, while, oh, that, while oh. that's not, like, you know, huge breaking news yeah, things, yeah. it's still stuff. Well, it's interesting, it's, yeah. It's pulling that's the fun. curtain a little yeah. bit, you know, so. 
And then one more, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a tables, ladders, and chairs match in the main event uh, for no championship, but to culminate this big storyline that they've been having. So, that's TLC. We'll talk about that more when we come back in 2020. Um, what is the buzz on AEW real quick? Uh, they just had uh, the pay-per-view. That, well, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> it's dynamite. Um they have a pay-per-view coming up February 29th. That's their next pay-per-view. But in the middle of that, they're doing all the Wednesday night stuff, um, which has been okay. Uh, nothing completely. Uh, you got Sugarland Jones. Is that what his name is? Virgil? Uh, yeah, Virgil. I think that's his Sugarland <laughs> Jones or something. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, but I think what, the like big... The, the Virgil? The, the Virgil. Yeah. The Virgil's on AEW? Yeah, he sure he is. Sugarland Jones. He has guested um, on a couple of different segments. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't wrestled or anything. Yeah. No, no. How's he looking? Is he, is he looking uh, He old looks or? like Virgil. Looks <laughs> like, exactly like... <laughs> maybe, yeah, a, I mean, maybe a little bit more poundage on yeah. him, but other than that, he looks like the Virgil we know and love. Yes, he is Mike Jones. I don't want to say love. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> we know. Hey, hey, hey. Give, give Virgil some love, everybody. Mm-hmm. Or Vincent. So, uh... Yeah, what what's the big things happening in AEW? John Moxley um, and uh, is making his way towards Jericho, right. I believe. Yeah, they're working that angle to set that title match. Except for the title match, uh, they're working Cody and MJF. Yes, MJF, best heel in all of uh, professional wrestling. And sorry, Baron Corbin. Sorry, he was actually getting over as a face, so they have really had to turn him heel. So how do yeah. you do that? You put him against Cody. Yeah, that's how you do that. And uh, Dustin got his arm broken by. Uh, uh, who was that of the uh, New World Order or whatever that is? Inner Circle. I'm sorry, uh, Jack Swagger, Jack Jake Hager, Jake Hager. So yes. they're building towards that. Um, they have tag team championships. The uh, uh, they're 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 starting to actually develop storylines with the women, which is exciting because they had for the first like seven weeks just had them in random matches yeah. that nobody cared about. <laughs> <laughs> they were good matches, just there was no reason behind any yeah. of them. But now they have storylines. Uh, Brandy Rhodes has started her own faction. Yep, I forgot what they're called. Nice. They're called something, the Nightmare something or yeah. another. Um, and uh, it's her, Awesome Kong, um, this other female wrestler that I can't remember, and some bald-headed guy that was sitting in a hotel room that they <laughs> started to turn his face, but then they turned him back so you couldn't see it, but he looks an awful lot like Dustin Rhodes. So, um, Could be the whole swerve yeah, angle there. So, um, they got the Dark Order, which is another organization where they're doing like public service announcements to where they want you to join the Dark Order. Yeah, they're, they're actually pretty good promos. They're not they're, bad. They're, they're fun little um, yeah. segments. And they also have, uh, what is it else is going on over uh, there? The Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, That's really all that needs to be said because nobody cared when they came out. That's what it is. So, and of course you got uh, <laughs> Luchasaurus is hanging around and doing his thing, and they got the whole uh, and Jungle Jack Perry, formerly known as Jungle Boy, formerly known as Jack Perry, formerly known as Luke Perry's son. Um, yeah, Jungle Jack Perry, man, he's uh, he gets one on one. Is that legit? He's like really Luke he Perry's is Luke Perry's, Perry's son. Yeah. He's uh, going one on one against uh, Jericho next week. Next uh, Monday, he has to last ten minutes and all to. I don't even know what the stipulation is. I don't know is, what but, the prize is. But, uh, yeah, he has to last 10 minutes. And he and uh, uh, Jungle Boy actually pinned Jericho last week uh, in a just... He was that him Jericho's off. first pinfall in AEW? No, no. no. That, that was, it wasn't an actual match. He just pinned him. He had Marco's stunt came in. And oh, that's right. It was a gimmick pin. Yeah, it was yes. a gimmick thing. But uh, just to prove that Jungle Boy could hang with Jericho. Why, so. why do I feel like I, I don't hear much about Kenny Omega? Isn't he, like, one of the... Big stars, I feel like. They really kind of bumped him down. Dial so back. He, I, I think because they didn't want AEW to be the Kenny Omega, you know, yeah. main event show gotcha. and all. And he doesn't need to be. He's one of those guys that where 
whatever match he's in or in a, or in a pay-per-view gonna or whatever, he's going to steal the show or at least put on a eight-plus eight match. So, you know, it's it, he doesn't need to be. But right now he's in a um, hangman Adam Page, mm-hmm. who used to be a member of the Elite, but quit because he's feels like he's uh, failed them very much. He's... He's starting to turn a corner. I think they're going to turn him heel and have him take Orn Omega at some point one on one, which could be a fantastic match. Yeah, so. I think, and that might give you a little bit more from what you're looking for from Page too with the character development. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, AEW is fun to watch. I do watch it every week. Jim Ross is getting a little lack on the commentary again. He was starting to, to build up and sound like the Jr. of old, but this past week he was just like, "Well, that's a great main event match. We'll be right back." Just like what the <laughs> yeah, he couldn't he couldn't get names right. No, he, he kept saying the wrong name for like everybody. It was. I don't I don't know if they're trying to make that into a gimmick or if it's just really. I are, think it's just his age. <laughs> I do love Excalibur though. I, I think he's uh, and Tony Schiavone is great, but Excalibur is leading that announced team. Right yeah, now. yeah. So and, and uh, Nyla Rose, I know, got suspended. Right? She put the referee there. Say what? I think I saw that. that uh, what? Uh, I don't. Is that I don't story? Know, <laughs> to be honest with Nyla Rose, I haven't. The last thing I saw with her, she came back like two weeks ago. And, yeah. And like wrestled a squash match yeah. or whatever, just to build her back up. But she was orn. I think she had gotten like suspended briefly because she put. Um, she put the ref through the table. Was it a ref through the table? Yeah, like the ref. Like she put the wrestler through a table, or she was about to. And I think the ref stopped, you know, stopped it. And then she put the ref through the table. I do remember like that. Because she got a little... Cheering, and then that was yeah, it. Wow, yeah, hey, she got a little excited look, after look the match. Look at you uh, yeah. going with the AEW. Uh, yeah, I knew a little bit. I saw a little bit, yeah. I wonder what ref that was. I can't remember. It was, certainly wasn't the, the chick. Um, Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey. She got big pop when she came out to... Uh, Take over this match this past week. Actually, that was a good match. It was the Bucks and the uh, LAX or whatever you want to call them. Santana and Ortiz. Thank you. In uh, Street Fight, Texas Street Fight. That was actually pretty good. Uh, uh, however, in the beginning of the match, one of the high spots was the uh, the twisting tombstone pile driver up on the ramp, and the match continued. So I don't know how you come back from a twisting tombstone pile driver, but yeah, on the ramp. I just read an article that uh, Chris Jericho held a. Um a meeting with uh, the AEW guys about yeah. tag team wrestling. Yeah. And apparently they weren't like tagging in and out like the Lucha Libre. They would just like come in. It they were like just, breaking yeah. There was a lot yeah. of that happening. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, I like that, man. Jericho needs to be the leader in that locker room yeah. for everybody yeah. since he's the, the right. biggest star. I mean, La Champion. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the things he said that, you know, he told him was that like the honeymoon phase for AEW was over. Yep. And that, you know, now it's like everybody's going to look at him, which is true. I think that Jericho had, you know, a good point that I think that that phase is over and now they really have to show themselves to be a top-tier wrestling, you know, promotion. Well, so. and NXT has generated so much buzz because of the Survivor Series weekend mm-hmm. and all that. Right. So, like, the NXT, I think, won the Wednesday night, like, three weeks ago. Yep. And AEW won it again last week, and then or two weeks ago, and then last week, they I think they tied or something. They did. Saw, so. Yeah, because they were getting momentum going back and forth in both directions. Yeah, which is, which is good. I'd rather it be that way than one dominate, completely yeah. dominate the other, because yeah. then that, you know... I'm still watching both of them. Recording every one of them Tuesday night, so or Wednesday night, so I'm watching them all. There's a lot of wrestling to watch. Uh, Royal Rumble coming up in 2020, and then the Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania. We'll get into all that. Um, Big Ugly, I'm going to ask you: Do we take one more break, or do we jump into the movies and finish it off? Man, let's just jump in. Let's finish it off. All right, so we're going to take it home here with our movie segment. Um, Let's uh, just go into what we were going to be talking about. First of all, you mentioned it off air, but uh, Keanu Reeves is making a tag team of his own. (laughs) Double impact, same day, uh, Matrix 4, John Wick 4, right? Yep. Okay, so 
So, so you're the man. Let, let's talk about this. Johnny Matrix Ford. hasn't been in around in a while, but John Wick has been gathering steam for a couple of years now. So talk about that, Big Ugly. What do you see out of these fourth installments with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, no. So John Wick 4, I'm definitely thinking, I'm pretty excited about it. The John Wick 3 Parabellum was, like, really good. I think that, I think that you know, what's keeping the John Wick franchise going is obviously the action. Mm-hmm. You know, people love the action. But also, yeah. I think that as they dive deeper into the lore that they created with this assassin underworld, it's actually intriguing. Because in the first one, they don't really give you anything. No, just a lot of violence. It's just a lot of violence, right? <laughs> but they give you just a little bit to know that there's something deeper, but it's pretty much nothing. So in the second one, they start giving you a little more, and it's like, yo, this, this is actually really kind of interesting. And then by the third one, we're getting pretty deep yeah. into the lore of this, this underworld. And so now, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but after the end of three, you know, you kind of are wanting to know, well, what happens, you know, after this. So John Wick 4 is going to be huge. I, I could see this franchise becoming like the Fast and the Furious franchise where it's completely outlandish, it's outrageous. There's no sense to any of it, <laughs> but people will still show up and see this movie, you know, just because the way that they're able to keep, you know, being so innovative with these kill scenes and, yeah. you know, the action is just, is just great and like, John Wick is a guy that you can get behind. Like, you just like his, yes. his personality and character. And he kills a lot of people, but you can get behind him. So he's like right. the anti-hero. Right. And he, it's, it's, it is the part of pop culture now. You know, it's, yeah. it's really popular. Yeah. What about The Matrix? Can The Matrix was very popular several years ago. Will that make as big of an impact now as it did before? Oh, man, Matrix 4. <laughs> I, I, I think that The Matrix is going to have their, their hands full. And the reason, because... It, Listen, when the, when the Matrix first came out, it was revolutionary for filmmaking. You know, that slow motion. You remember how it was with the stopping of the bullets and the dodging yeah. of bullets. Like, in the, the action scenes with the jumping up in the air and the slow motion. Sure. You hadn't seen that kind of stuff before. So, right. it was like, wow. Everybody's done it now, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, the Matrix really has to come with a great story. And that's what the Matrix was lacking in 2 and 3, which is why people <laughs> didn't like the Matrix 2 and 3. Yeah. The only thing that people liked about it was, once again, the action because... It's it was still at that point new, but now I mean you've got to bring it. I mean think about it. we're talking about John Wick, right? John Wick's action scenes are completely different from the Matrix, but this is what people are loving. This is right. what they want to see. Right. The Matrix can't just survive alone off of going back to their 1999 action scenes and then think that people are just going to eat it up. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. So the story is going to have to be sound, and quite frankly. I know the Wachowskis aren't doing it anymore. Right. So, you know, I don't really know how well they're going to do with the story. I I would be a bit concerned about revisiting The Matrix. I hope they got something good. Um, I don't really understand how Keanu Reeves is coming back because, I mean, Neo was supposed to be gone. Exactly. uh, After the third one. So, Which I think was the point when they finished those three movies. Yeah. That, he, that character was gone, but right. I don't know. They, I, I anything's think they, possible. I, I think they did say something about... I, I remember in the second one, when they when they were, when he was talking to the architect, I think like it, it starts over again, right? It's like it, it repeats or something. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how they're bringing him back. And he might not have as major of a role as we we think. Right. He might, might just he be might a just cameo be like or a cameo. something like that. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll have to see. What do you think? Well, it, it took me like watching the first Matrix five times before I finally understood it. So uh, <laughs> two and three were terrible. But I'm, I'm actually more curious because like, I haven't seen the John Wick movies or anything yet, and all, and, I, and I will I will binge those at some point. Please. So in between the next podcast, we'll but do I'm it. just curious since you know we're into the fourth movie of each of these. When they make the inevitable fifth movie for each of these, does John Wick like take the red or blue pill, and then we have a crossover fifth <laughs> movie yeah. like with the Matrix? <laughs> 
I just wonder if that's possible. Might save money to put them all together. Right, yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Curious. It could be. Um, but those are set for uh, 2020 or 21? 21. 21. Yeah, okay. 21, yeah. So he's still got a, a, a while. And, and Keanu Reeves oh, is good. in his 50s, right? I don't want to go right? home and watch the yeah. three John Wick movies <laughs> He's today. in his 50s, isn't he? Keanu Reeves is 50. He's like yeah. 50 or 51 now, yeah. And they are making Bill and Ted 3. Yes! That, that too. <laughs> you know... That, I, might be, that might be 2020, I think. I think that yeah. is coming out. Yeah. I'm such a mark for that, but I can't see how these two old men are going to be doing what they're doing. Yeah, Wild no. Stallions. I, I, but I'm going to go see it either way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it can be a hit or miss, man. When you try and take these characters that when they played them, they were young. Yeah. And they fit that goofy mold. They sure Because did. they were young, so you can relate to it. And then you're visibly looking at people that are like in their 50s <laughs> trying to revive characters that should be young. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was kind of like the dumber, dumb and dumber thing yeah, they did yeah. with Jim Carrey, where it's like, that sequel, it just didn't work. Right. Because they just weren't those young, stupid guys anymore. It's like, like I'm looking at grown men. characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, Keanu, Keanu Reeves really hasn't changed too much from that. Um, kind of <laughs> look and all. Yeah, yeah he's, he's looks. So, uh, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited for, for that, to be honest. I mean, I, th- I think they because of it being a time travel, you know, type of a, yeah. a thing, you can do so much you with can. it, I think. And the way that you this, have loopholes, and yeah. the way CGI, and the way that they can make people look younger, and this, I mean, they can do a lot of different things. Yeah. I think to make it work, I ain't seen a phone booth in like fifteen years. So. That'd be great. It was, <laughs> it's going to be awesome is watching George Carlin in that movie too. So. Now, see, do you want to talk about time yes. travel? We're have to go back and right. like bring him back to life. But I, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, the, the first movie was. I mean, it was actually a really good movie. I mean, when you look at the storyline, it was gr- creative the way they did it, but. It wasn't an Oscar-winning movie to no. begin with, you know. So it's called classic, if anything. Right. So I, I mean, I'm not expecting this to like you know set the world on fire. As long as it's just fun and silly, and yeah. you know, kind of goes back to the first one, that'd be great. Danny yeah. Aiello passed away, man. Danny Aiello did. So uh, he, uh, great TV and screen actor, also uh, in one of the first movies that I ever remember owning <coughs> on VHS, Hudson Hawk. Wow. With Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello singing, Would you like to swing on a stone? Yeah. <laughs> What's, so. we're, you know, we're in the season and there's always debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Hell yeah. <laughs> Look, I got it right there. It's sticking out of my DVD collection. I'm ready to watch Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 2, which are both Christmas movies. Damn right. And before we talk about the best Christmas movie of ever, Star Wars The Last uh, Sky or The Rise of Skywalker, um, let's. Go through our favorite Christmas movies. I know uh, Michael Spedden, we did this with the Halloween stuff, but okay, Die Hard, Die Hard 2. What's your favorite Christmas movie? I know we tried this last time. Oh, favorite Christmas movie. Um, What about the one that's on TV right now? Christmas Vacation. I've never seen this. Damn it! How dare you? This should be all races and all genres watching this every time. But anyway. Go, go ahead. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, A Christmas Carol. Okay. The Jim Carrey version. The really Jim Carrey it. version. Yeah. Okay. The animated uh-huh. one. Yeah. Fair enough. How about you? Uh, the one that's on the TV behind there us. There it is. National yeah. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's right. All day, every day. I did. Well, we did have on Turbo... Uh, I was about to say Turbo. Turbo Man is like... All, yeah. yeah. Turbo Man doll. Um, but it, yeah. yeah, Jingle All The Way is good. Yeah, yeah Jingle All The Way. Yeah. Jimmy! <laughs> um, and they did have a Jingle All The Way too with Larry the Cable Guy. Not as well received, but it's there. Um... And Santa with Muscles, uh, they had that one, I think, was that Hulk Hogan, I believe? I believe that was, yeah. Hulk Hogan, and they also had uh, one with um, Goldberg, which was um, 
some sort of evil Santa, Santa baby or something like that. Oh, Santa Slay, S-L-A-Y. Goldberg is in that movie. That's right. Yeah. Damn right. Straight I, to video. I will definitely be checking out the John Wick movies before Great. I check that out. So. <laughs> yeah. Straight to DVD. Um, what, else, what else I got pulled out here? Um, let's see. Oh, you got a few stuff pulled I out. I do. Okay. I do. Oh, Bad Santa? Bad, uh, bad Santa better right. Santa. Yeah, because they did um, the version with all the extra filth in it, yeah. which is beautiful. Bad Santa 2 was not terrible, but Bad Santa 1 is the best. Scrooged. Scrooged. With Bill Murray. This is this is a classic, right? You gotta watch it. If you yeah, I've not seen that. One. Oh, so, you gotta, you gotta see it. Because if you like a Christmas Carol, this yeah. is what this is based upon. Right. So you know you got uh, Bill Murray, who's the uh, angry network executive television, and he goes through Christmas, past, present, future in his entire life. Yeah. Um. So if you like oh. a Christmas, you know Carol, what underrated one, and I'd probably say. It. This one, you know what? I will take this one over a Christmas Carol for me. Uh oh, I don't think about it. it just crossed my mind. Uh oh, but I I watch it every season. It's a Family Man. Have you guys ever seen that one? Okay, Nick with Cage. Nicolas Cage. No. Okay, I've seen okay, it. Okay, that's my one. That's a Christmas movie. That. It counts as a Christmas movie. It's almost like Die Hard. It takes place. <laughs> it takes place during Christmas. <laughs> the focus is like it's like Christmas through New Year's. Yeah, so it's like, but it's it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. I can dig that. I can yeah. dig that. I gotta go back and watch that. Been a while. Family Man. Oh, fa- family Man. Yeah, you should check that one right. out. Nick Cage. Okay. Back, right. back when he still had a career. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and wow. Tia, you, you know Tia Leone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. She's yeah. the wife. Yeah, she's okay. The wife. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I do enjoy all those. And, and of course, A Christmas Story, which is going to uh, be on TBS and TNT all day, every day. Uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve, beginning at 8 p.m. Right. On, uh, TBS and TNT. That's right. 24 hours. Uh, I don't have the uh, other ones pulled out. Ladder 49 happens during Christmas. Miracle goes through Christmas. Ladder uh, 49. Wasn't that the John Travolta movie? It took yeah. place here in Baltimore. Right here yeah, in Baltimore. And, Baltimore. and Joaquin. Yeah. Right, right, you know, right. Our Joker now. Yeah. Um, so, it took place when that. So, lots of Christmas uh, holiday festive stuff. Coming up, uh, there's probably some movies out there for uh, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and all this other good stuff out there, but I don't know them. Yeah, Eight so. Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights yeah. with Adam Sandler. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm sure there's Adam Sandler there Hanukkah is. movie out there. Yeah. And I'm sure he's done either all their Christmas movies, but that, that's uh, uh, animated. Yeah. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. Good stuff. Got to go back and watch it. And, and and just to follow up on the whole Die Hard thing, it really is not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls out of next time. So. <laughs> I mean, he's just leading up to Christmas, so that's what it is. It's the slow build through the two hours of the movie, and then boom. And you got to have uh, Reginald Vell Johnson eating a Twinkie, you know, because you got to have that. The dad from Family Matters yes, yeah. talking about family, yeah. um, bringing families together. All right, so here's how we're going to end this whole podcast and and this is how we'll begin the next one Star Wars is coming out yep. next week the last Skywalker is that Rise what it's called? Of Rise sorry of the last Jedi Rise of Skywalker yes. thank you okay so we, we talked a little bit about Mandalorian offline as well so let's go into predictions for Star Wars no spoilers because obviously we don't necessarily <laughs> know what's going to happen yet um, and then when we come back in 2020 our first podcast hopefully we'll talk to Matt Temby and we'll also have a review on what's going on with Star Wars. Um, we're going to start with CM Funk. Oh, my. Are you going to see Star Wars on the first weekend? 
I, I we were actually talking about this off air. I'm my plan right now is to actually do a Christmas Day to go watch it. Yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I may I may uh, find a ticket though beforehand because it might be hard to say no to going. Okay, being the mark that I am for Star Wars. And you shouldn't be able to have see spoilers in between then because you don't no, to I, social no, media. No, right. I, I will completely. But know, I know the Baltimore baseballsters do. <laughs> I know the Baltimore Bass Busters, but if you, there's a fishing club out there that's trying to gimmick you, the Baltimore Bass Busters. Right, right, yeah. Um, so, but okay, let's see. What do you think is the, the biggest couple of things that's going to come out of this movie? The, uh, the biggest thing to me that will come out of this movie is what the future holds for the Star Wars franchise. Okay. You know, this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, you know, or basically the original or the ep- the nine episodes. The nine episodes, right. So, like, to me, that'll be the biggest thing. How do they wrap this up that, you know, it leads into other things? Because I can't imagine that this will just end and, like, that's it. You never hear of any of these characters ever again. Right. It seems silly to put all that money and time and, and all into it. However, for me, the biggest thing that I'm going into it and excited to see how they spin it is the whole tease of Emperor Palpatine, mm-hmm. you know, because you've heard his voices. For those that have, spoiler alert, for those that have, <laughs> I'm bad at that part. For those that have seen the trailers, you've heard his voice and yeah. that kind of thing. So I'm like really interested in that and to see what kind of effect that has on the storyline and, and how they, they play with that. So, at that And that that was mine too, because just hearing his voice, knowing that, you know, the past can come back to haunt the, the present and that could be interesting. Um, so that was mine too. So big ugly, Mr. Star Wars. Let's see. Um, What's your predictions? Um, yeah, no, I would say CM Funk is Mr. Star Wars. He he knows more than me. I'm catching up. Yeah. So um, you're a big fan. But yeah. So as, as he said, I I don't know if I really have any predictions. I mean, I can't say. I mean, when I think about it, it's like you know, uh, I mean, Luke is gone. Obviously, we know Leia is not really having going to have much of a future in there. Um, I don't think that they're going to, you know, kill off characters like Ray and, and Finn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that uh, I think that the big the big question is like, does Kylo Ren make it out of this? You know what I'm saying? Does he go out like Darth Vader, or does it, or does he find some redemption arc? Um, and my my guess is that Kylo Ren goes out um, that he dies. Darth Vader, you think like, he's going down? Yeah. Any possibility that he sees the light, turns face? I don't know. Uh, Maybe he should. It's uh, a hard one to call. But, you know, yeah. Well, Possibilities. With, with J.J. Abrams being back in charge, there's a good possibility that Ray lifts Kylo Ren up over her head while <laughs> you know, there's like lightning sparking out of him. Uh, and, uh, you know, or uh, who knows, so. Yeah. What about uh, Billy D? Billy D is uh, making Lando. Man. Yeah. Lando's going to be in this one. So uh, again, they're bringing back some other characters. They they had uh, Han Solo. They had Lando. You know that they, they had Carrie Fisher. Obviously, there's just CGI of her now. Uh, but uh, does he make any? No, of that no. Kid? It's going to be real Carrie Fisher. Oh, is oh did she record she that before record, she passed yeah. away? These are these are from what I understand. It's actually scenes that were done in the previous two movies right. that they've re-edited and 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 cropped things oh. that weren't actually, things that weren't actually used, but on the cutting room floor, and they've managed to repurpose them. I think. Wow. Yeah. Now that's cool. I think after she passed, the one thing that they said they weren't going to do was to do the CGI thing, I like they you. did Grand Marshal Tarkin in Rogue One, right. out of respect for. 
you know, her recent passing. Right. Well, so that's cool. I don't know exactly how they're going to write her out of it, but I can I can imagine it's going to be very early on. I would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm expecting this one to be good. I mean, the, the name is of interest, like the Rise of Skywalker, because, I mean, really, you don't really have any sky. We don't have any sky. What happened? Uh, sorry, I saw like red lights oh. pop up in here. So oh, I apologize. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> the mansion's um, going on lockdown. Hold but, up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Kylo Ren is considered Skywalker. So I, I would um, think so. But that yeah. was where I say, well, does he turn face? Does he? Yeah, maybe well, is that well, what they actually, mean? Actually, Kylo's a Solo. He's not a Skywalker because his mom. True. Well, Skywalker's dad's Han Solo. So now, now we're in a day and age where that type of thing obviously doesn't necessarily matter. No. man, woman, you know, whatever, you know, have you, but. In traditional aspects and all, he's technically, he's technically a solo. A solo technically yes. a solo. He has Skywalker yeah. blood, but, but he does. Right. Yeah. The, the rise of Skywalker is interesting because if this is supposed to be the end of the saga, why are we? Why <laughs> somebody's are we rising. Somebody rising. You know, yeah, yeah. What's, what's why isn't it the death of yeah. well, well, the demise yeah. of? Well, we were talking about that offline because you know, for the Star Wars fans out there, we're like I, I was just somebody that always thought I, I just strictly stuck to the movies, to the to the main movies. And I, you know, if you if you remember back for Revenge of the Sith and Order sixty six when all of the Jedi was killed, I literally thought that all the Jedi were dead <laughs> except for Obi Wan and Yoda. Like for the longest time, I, I'm like that was it, that was it. Like and so, but then you, you you find out all of this lore, like you know, like you watch Star Wars Rebel and stuff that yeah. there were actually like many Jedi that survived. That like during this period, like Darth Vader was actively hunting down right. Jedi and, and killing him. It's like I had no idea. Yeah, right. Like you know, what I'm that's why I used to talk trash about Vader. Like, what's he done? But it's like, <laughs> what have you done for me right. lately? It's I like, remember that like, conversation. Yeah. It's like you got all your limbs chopped off and you've done nothing. Like you just bully your your your, uh, your staff. Like that's it. But but uh, but then I find out like, oh, he was actually hunting down Jedi and still like actively out there like fighting and, and, and killing Jedi. They so, just never put it out on right, blast. They, man. Right, they don't put it on blast. And so I feel like, but I feel like this is part of the problem that I think that Disney is going to have with Star Wars and allowing Star Wars to move past the Skywalker saga is because they have not introduced us to enough interesting characters that we're like okay if the skywalkers are gone well we also have these four sensitive people as well they just keep replacing them with one person so it's like you're getting rid of luke you have ray yeah and that's it you know what i'm saying but we don't have any anyone else so well and i think that um to that point like the the best way to carry on the franchise in, in its form, you know, the Star Wars name is something like the Mandalorian, for Which, instance. Yeah, we're gonna talk about here. Right. Yeah, go ahead. You know, because like in that the characters that you that you've met in it so far, without spoiling anything, aren't really characters that you know. I mean, they're all brand new characters. But there's a familiarity yeah. with the, some of the characters. There's a familiarity with a lot of the places which help people that, you know, maybe aren't true diehard Star Wars, you know, fanatics mm-hmm. and stuff, be able to sit and watch The Mandalorian because it is a good show. There's enough familiarity that you're like, okay, I know I'm in the Star Wars universe. And, you know, so I think that's what they need to do with any future movies, other future shows that they do. You know, there's got to be just that that hint of mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe, you know, that keeps people engaged to it. If, if you try to, like, break off and do something totally different from scratch – then you're in trouble. You're just setting yourself up to fail. Right. So yeah. was Mandalorian on Disney Plus was this time strategically to be done a month or two before the start the last Star Wars movie come out, or is it just a coincidence with the launch of Disney Plus? 
Oh, heck, though, it's strategy, man. Strategy. You know, they're, they're, I mean, come on, we're talking about billion-dollar companies. They're not They're not just doing this stuff coincidentally. Like, this is strategy. I'm just wondering, like, if they Listen, waited you, until... Here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? You had, you, you had a flop in the Solo movie. Yeah. Their first ever Star Wars flop. Then you had a very controversial uh, Last Jedi movie. Very. You've got to get your audience back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're in trouble. So it's like... Let's create this show that's going to be a really good show. Mm-hmm. It's going to give people enough Star Wars that they're like, I just got to watch more Star Wars. And that's what it's doing for you. It's not It's not putting you over the top. It's like this nice Western story. People are getting behind it. And they're, they're gearing you up where it's like they're giving you so many Easter eggs in every episode. Right, something right. you can relate to to get you in the theaters you know, December twentieth, right? In a positive light, to right? See this and, movie. And, and, right, you're, you're hyped for it again. You know? I got you, and I, I think it'll be interesting too because I mean, it, it was obviously timed out. You know, I mean, there, there, like you said, there's definitely strategy. Yeah, yeah I'm just for, wondering, for the, for the like, releases. the reasoning behind the timing. Well, well I, I wonder if, in addition to the whole getting you geared back up to go see the movie, if maybe there is some sort of connection between the Mandalorian storyline and what goes on Rise of Skywalker. Could be. Rise of Skywalker takes place 25 years after the Mandalorian is set. The Mandalorian right. is set five years after Return of the Jedi. Right. So, so there is enough that could happen in these next couple of episodes, or I guess next one episode as we're recording this, you know, <laughs> to come out before Rise of Skywalker that they could introduce something there that all of a sudden ties into the movie and... Then you've got boom mega interest, you know, in it because now people are gonna go buy Disney Plus if they haven't already, right. or they're gonna go head out to the movie theater to catch catch the movie once right. they hear about. And, right, and we've kind of seen them do some something similar, like you know when uh, you know they had the Shield show on on TV, right, and then uh, you had Captain America. Uh, Winter Soldier, and so it's like when Winter Soldier happened, and you had the fall of Shield that bled into right. the Shield show, and it kind of kept it going. So True. it's like people would want to watch the Shield show to see, like, well, what's happening to Shield now? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it built that interest, so they could definitely, like, you know, uh, make that uh, that correlation. And they have said that this is going to be the last uh, Star Wars movie for a while, mm-hmm. so. Um, I think that I think that with the success of the Mandalorian, I think this is the route that they're probably going to start going on yeah. when it comes to streaming to and, Star Wars, yeah, and doing other other shows. Um, yeah, like I, they might do an Obi Wan show. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, eventually everything's just going to be streaming, whether it's a motion right. picture or yeah. television show or made for TV movie, whatever. It's all going to be streaming at some point. And I think we're seeing right now the evolution of that with Disney Plus and the Mandalorian and the Star Wars movie franchise and all like I, like it's the perfect catalyst to start that you know for the future for everything yeah. you know as far as um, visual entertainment goes so I just um, hope that there's still a market for the actual movie theater experience because there's still something about going into a movie theater and watching it on a big screen and listening to it on big speakers and being in an audience participation situation there is you know? but but who wants to pay seventeen dollars for one showing when for nine ninety nine a month you can watch it a hundred times? I hear you. I think that I think the movie theaters will survive, and the reason I think they'll survive is because even the home market of streaming is constantly trying to get you to buy into setting up a theater, but just at home. Yeah. But a theater at home can never actually match no, an I, actual again. theater. You know what I'm saying? That theater experience. And I think that that experience, you know, um, is what will always drive people to the movies, no matter what. Because being at home watching something 
it's convenient, but it's not an experience. Right. And experiences are the reasons that we go out and do things. It's the reason that you went to the concert. Amen. You could have said you could watch YouTube yeah. and watch the Trans Siberian, but it wouldn't have been an experience. Yeah, I wanted to feel it. You I wanted, wanted to, to correct, experience correct. it. Correct. Exactly. I'm so, hoping this yes. generation yes. follows exactly what you're saying because yes. I know this generation is all about the mobile devices and the pads and the yeah. iPods and streaming and everything. Right. And I would like to see people go out into the world and give not only business to this industry, but also experience things for themselves, live life as opposed to just yeah. streaming. I mean, I, it, 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 you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's like when we think about like speaking of concerts, I mean, it's like, you know, you can listen to your favorite artists at home all the time. You yep. have easy access to them. Sure. But you go to their concert for that experience. And I think it's going to be the same way with the movie theater. You're going to the movies for the experience. I think it'll stick yeah. around. No, I, I, I mean, I do agree with you. I, I mean, I just feel like that's kind of where things are heading, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, but I mean, hey, this is a wrestling podcast. Same thing going to going live to WrestleMania right. as opposed yeah, to right, sitting at right, home right. and watching it. You know, there's a big difference so sitting around yeah, eighty thousand yeah. people. Right. Hulk, then, Hulk Hogan's music goes off, and no matter what you feel about it, Hulk Hogan's music goes off. Yeah. You go nuts when right. you're there live. When you sit right. there and watch it on TV, you're like, oh, hey, look at that. Like, you know, oh, okay. And, and you, you know, you get there. There's lighting issues in the middle of AJ Styles and Randy Orton, and, and, and so you watch it live, and it's like, okay, we're experiencing this live. Yeah. They don't even know what's happening totally. on TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kofi Kingston goes over for the title. Big pop, things like that. You yeah. can't experience that. Billy Joel, Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. you know, things that we've done. Can't experience yeah. that. I do think that, like, and you kind of see this happening with movie theaters, that movie theaters are finding they're having to go a bit above and beyond to create that experience that I'm right. talking about. Recliner because seats. Recliner seats, uh, serving dinner, right. things of this nature. And it's, I think it is because they understand that, like, people don't want to just come and pay $17 for a movie just and then they lie. get nothing. Exactly. They yeah. get some uncomfortable chair. And that's, you know, so it's like, all right, we do have to step up our game if we want to keep people. Even know, the five dollar movie theater, the Beltway, or down here, they yeah. re, re, re cushioned all their seats. They got recliners yeah. and cup right. holders and yeah. everything, and you pay five dollars, but right. you still get a decent experience. Right. Well, and the, uh, break kayfabe a little here and all. Kayfabe. Like, my 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 alter What's ego, that? my real life world, and all. Like I, I work in the retail industry, and and I see it every day in brick and mortar type stores where. Like they're starting to go under. They're not doing the business. They're not getting the same amount of tra- foot traffic in there and all. Yeah. And that's because there's no longer an experience in a department store. It used to be you went to the department store. Man, it was a that's a big deal to go to the the mall or the you know whatever and all. And it's not that way anymore due to you know your online shopping, shopping and online. that kind of thing. Just because of the as you were saying before about the the ease and the convenience and yeah. stuff. So you know, but I noticed where there's a lot of the the stores or retailers that do well are in areas that are an experience, such as like an avenue for those of us here in the Perry Hall White Marsh you know, listening <laughs> area. Um, you know, they, like those are kind of an experience because there is a movie theater there, you know. To, right, you know, right, yeah. You know, but there's other yeah. things. There's like, you know, a little, there's the little play area out there yeah, on the ice skating. Ice skating, right. So yeah, that, I mean, it's the same thing everywhere. People right. want an experience, which is funny because that's the way things used to be 50 years ago and now we're just recycling back to it right so it's now it's retro to do that kind of stuff it's it's, you know but that's what we're doing we're going back to retro which we were talking about the matrix and all that we're coming back around which is funny it's like i wonder if we're going speaking about that like things coming back it's like i wonder if we'll get back to a point where people are actually becoming fed up 
with convenience and they want to go back to I hope so doing I this, like we see we see Blockbuster come back because it's like I want to oh, go God. back to walking into yeah, a store right, up, and yeah. shopping <laughs> the shelves instead of just picking something from Amazon and be like yeah I, I, I still want to do that <laughs> I, I think you will because I, I think people are going to get fed up first off it's going to be so overwhelming for companies to like you know do that online distributing it yeah. I mean they already get backed up you know at this point in time yeah. And then with the amount of theft of things, people stealing off the front porch and that kind of stuff, people are going to like start to shy away if that continues to happen and right, be yeah. like, "Yeah, hey, I got to go to the store and go do it." Yeah. You know? So, so I, th- I think we will, you know, circle back around yeah. again. Man, I would love to see that that uh, generational stuff come back, man, because I miss all that stuff, and that's our generation. And I would love to see the new generations that are coming up get off their phones and get off their asses and go out and, and do something, go out and play in the hay. You know, something out, playing right. the dirt, playing yeah. the hay, get some lawn darts, throw them up in the air, and let's see what happens. Yeah, like, I mean, because, like, I'm still a guy. Shit. Like, you know, everybody, like, Cyber Monday is huge, yeah. you know. Cyber Monday is even bigger than Black Friday. Correct. Most, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm still a Black Friday guy. Like, I just like going to the stores, you know what I'm saying, and seeing, and actually touching stuff and seeing, you know, what's there instead of just, like, clicking some buttons. And, you know, it's like, I want to go out, you know, um, so... And I want it uh, to be at midnight. I still say Thanksgiving's for Thanksgiving. At midnight, yes, man. I'm all right. I, I, I'm in total agreement with and you. And open at midnight yeah. on the Black Friday. Yeah. And, and we didn't ask you, when are you going to see Star Wars, Big Ugly? Oh, so I'm, I actually bought my ticket, so I'm, I'm going today, uh, the 20th. As am I. Where are you going? Towson. Falston. You're going to Falston? I'm going to Falston. Okay, where is that? Uh, it's up towards the uh, Bel Air area-ish. Okay. All right, yeah. So uh, they got a nice little um, theater out there, Falston Movies. It's um, Hor- run by Horizon. They're the same ones that are the Beltway Theater down Beltway here. now, yep. In so Florida. it's kind of it's off the beaten path. It's not. Uh, there's only the, usually people live out there. It's The seats are like maybe 25 or 30 to a theater. Yeah. And they have like eight or nine theaters. But if you can get in tickets, I got my tickets already too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm going to see it Sunday night because there's a Ravens game Sunday pretty, afternoon. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Uh, I like the Fawcett Theater. Yeah, I, I got my tickets for Christmas Day too. So okay. Did you say yeah. Towson Cinemark? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Towson Cinemark. There you uh, go. I'm going by myself. Hey, and I found it was one seat left in the reserve section because you know I'm bougie, so I got <laughs> I got to sit in the VIP. Amen. That's what Fawcett is. Right, all yeah. VIP, bro. Yeah, because I got to click my little button. Have give the me recline. Uh, let me get these uh, this chicken sandwich. Bring me that food oh, yeah. now. Are you? <laughs> Okay, so you we, are, we know experience. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the experience, we know when you went to see the last movie there, when you tried to do that, you had oh, experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Terminator, yeah. Terminator. That, that was an experience. And you didn't see the movie. False alarm. I don't think anything happened. Because we, um, we had things going on. Yeah. So are you prepared for that this time? Yeah, I'm prepared, man. No, yeah. uh, Nothing can get me out of that seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to keep your eyes open, I'm sure, yeah. but you got to yeah. be careful yeah, with there, this. There, there are just some movies where it's like, you know what? Hey, yeah. it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Terminator was not worth it. Right. Star Wars is <laughs> worth it. Now, Terminator was all right. Maybe yeah. not worth that situation, right. but Terminator yeah. was all right. Yeah. Um, and Jumanji. No, but yeah. but, yeah. but typically when they have like big movies like this, it'll be plenty of security on hand. Anyways. Yeah, and there's going to be plenty yeah. of fans. I mean, you know, these are the uh, most of the hardcore fans that are going to see it in the first day, of course. first weekend, yeah. first week. Yeah. Um, so, everybody will, have Christmas light, day. everybody will have their lightsabers with them. Yeah. Right. I'm hoping to like see them. a stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can't trust them to take out anybody. I think we're going to see a little... I, can, I, got, little I, I got a Jedi costume at home. I, yeah. I, I've considered wearing it. I've, I've wanted to get a Jedi costume to wear to uh, Star Wars premiere. And, I, and this I've would be a time to do it in the winter because those things are heavy. Yeah. So Yeah, man. I got 
got the full robe and all the layers yeah. and everything, man. I even I even built my own lightsaber. That's just how much of a nerd you I built am. your own lightsaber. Well, it's just the lightsaber hilt, the handle, and everything. Yeah. It's not the full. You know, it doesn't like actually light up. <laughs> it's not yeah, an actual lightsaber. Cut your head off. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, man. I, what color I, would it, would your lightsaber be? Um, yeah, we'll see. Like so. Okay, so, so well, <laughs> he's sorry. This is the tangent. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us during the Ugly Wrestling Podcast, listeners. Forget they saved by the bell tangents, man. This is it. So hey, now nothing wrong with that. In canon, there's only four colors of lightsaber. Okay, it's blue, green, purple, and red. Red, right? Red is obviously Sith. Purple sure. is Mace Windu. Blue and green is everybody else. So for me, I'm, I'm going to go the I'm going to go the Mace Windu route and not have a typical color and all. For me, it's all orange. It's got to be. I'm going to have an orange one. That yeah. way, people won't know. They might be like. Well, it's kind of reddish, maybe Sith. Oh, but it could kind of be like heading to that lighter. That is your so color, though. Yeah, orange. Right. So, so anyway. now there was you some said, special crystal I've had, I got it, Yeah, I got it all. By the sun. I got it all thought out. I think we'll see a lot of purple ones because we got uh, Mace Windu's dead. You know, he was one and done, but it's purple. It's Ravenstown, so well, we can see that true. around here. That's yeah, true. true. So that's true. Was he? Is that is purple? Like, is that one of the veteran Jedi's? Is that what purple meant? Purple is because Samuel L. Jackson said. <laughs> Can I have a purple lightsaber? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, sure, you're Samuel L. Jackson. Like, what are we going to do? Say no to Samuel L. Jackson? No. Nobody says no to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that was so, like his condition, I think, right. from being in the movie. So that has nothing to do with then, Star Wars lore. They, I think they wrote they, it into yeah, the they, lore. They, wrote it into the they created lore because of Samuel because L. Jackson. Because of Sam Jackson, yes. Wow. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Like, Green is Jedi. Green and blue is Jedi. Okay. Traditionally. Was, yes. was one of them mean yeah. Jedi in training or another one means anymore no, just green no. and blue is yeah, Jedi? Because yeah. I did see, especially during Attack of the Clones, I think it was, when they had the big lightsaber battle, it was a lot of green and blue going right, on. Right. Yeah, because that's yeah. just the colors. Yeah. Th- those are the most general um, cryat crystals. That's the name of the crystal that you have to, as, wow, a, as, see, a, as a paddle Mr. Mind, Star Wars, yeah. You, have to, you have to go and find and harvest yourself because you have to build your own lightsaber as a Damn. Jedi. So, Although you know, yeah. uh, Ahsoka, Anakin's Padawan, hers are white, right? Is they, that what they, hers are? They are a lighter color. I've yeah. never, I don't know that I've paid enough attention to so, know if it's a right. Yeah, but I, over time, now other people have, have different, different colors, colors and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. traditionally, because then the the ancient Mandalorian man. lightsaber is black. Right, the Mandalores have right. Yeah, they, yeah, they have have black their own, saber. Uh, yeah, yeah, their own yeah. saber thing. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so, so <laughs> Star Wars, man. Go out and see it. Yeah, don't get me you know, started. Support the movie. No, okay. That's a whole other yeah. podcast. Yeah. Support the movie industry. All right, number 75 in the books, Big Ugly. Are, do we have 25 more left in us to get to that 100th oh, episode? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we already we already got number 76 talked out. We already know we're coming back with the Star Wars review. And, yep. Uh, when the Royal Rumble live, Royal Rumble live, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. we could do, during the kickoff show of the Royal Rumble, we could uh, go over Star Wars, and we could have Matt Temby thrown in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Invite Matt down from uh, and come down and watch the Royal Rumble. I don't think yeah. he'll do that, but hey, he's every, welcome. Every two minutes, we should talk about a different Star Wars. Movie. <laughs> we could <laughs> at this point yeah. during the Royal Rumble. And Star Wars books, Star Wars movies, Star Wars streaming. We 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 could do that. Oh, oh man, man down, honeycomb down, honeycomb down. Um. And uh, we want everybody in the Dirty or Ugly Wrestling podcast uh, community out there to know that we thank you, to have a happy holiday, to enjoy yourself, to be safe. Jam and Jason is going to come back next year. We know we're going to have all of our guests back. Go out and eat some burger cookies, B-E-R-G-E-R. Go out and do that. Um, And just enjoy. You know, be safe and all that. Big Ugly, what do you got to say before the Uh, end of this year? Man, before the end of the year, man, just on a... uh 
Sad, on a sad note, but I'm going to take it up. So, uh-huh. you know, I just want to let everybody know that, man, you know, if you have family and everything and, you know, your loved ones, make sure that you're 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 reaching out to them and, you know, letting everybody know how you feel about them and just spending that time with them. You know, unfortunately, like a, a week ago, you know, my best friend that I grew up with in the world, you know, he was killed. Oh, man. You know, uh, on some accident. They think it might have been a robbery, you know, attempt. But the point is, is that, you know, you just never know. Yeah, and, and and therefore you know you want to make sure that you you spend time with the people that you love and let them know how you feel you know um, because at, at some point we're all hitting that way you know maybe not in that exact way no but, you know we uh we um you know just want to uh make sure that you spend time with the people you value that's all I'm saying and that's what we do here every other couple of weeks we value each other we enjoy this and thank you for that big ugly yeah. sorry to hear about uh, your friend many many condolences yeah, for that appreciate it so uh, but uh, you know we're still here for you and we got you and we got this and it's dirty and it's ugly CM Funk what are your uh, last words of 2019 for our listeners I uh, just uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas and may the force be with you always always <laughs> may the force be with you happy uh, holidays how about may the Schwartz be <laughs> with you how about that space balls that's what I want to see. Spaceballs 2, the search for more money. It's got to come out eventually. All right. So, for all of us here, all three of us here at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, thank you, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and Google Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, 10 other places. Let's just do it as we always do it. Thank you. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Double cola.